Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 148. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight here as always, except when he's not BT Calloway. No, hi, hi. And joining us all the way over from uh, England, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> For now. <laughs> it, it hasn't collapsed yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I had a moment, I didn't know what to call it. Britain, United Kingdom, like. They're all applicable because England is part of all of them. Yeah. It's like, it, yeah. it's like fingers and thumbs. But don't say that to uh, Welsh or the Irish or the Scottish because they will get offended if you call them British. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, thank you for the uh, the cultural information as well. <laughs> yes, anyway, joining us from England is Dan and Henry from the Firestarters podcast. Hello, dear. Hello. Sorry, I realised I set that up badly because I said you both at the same time and <laughs> didn't give you a chance to say hello and get the listeners yeah. a chance to work out which one was which. That's Dan. This is me. And that's Henry. And that's me. And this is The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, you guys, you guys are from the Firestarters podcast. Why don't you tell the folks at home what you guys do? Well, we're wasting our lives in that we are recording a history podcast based around the Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire. In that song is, you know, just cultural reference to cultural reference. So me and Henry, every two weeks, break down one reference from that song, but we do it in chronological order. Nice. We've got three years left. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we've got, what is it, like two left on this one? I don't know, man. You're the one who runs the math. I just stand here and talk. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I've been, yeah, listening to you guys for a while now and, yeah, really enjoy what you do. So, yeah, really thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, very excited. I <laughs> know, oh, it's great to be here. I mean, like, our podcast in itself is just, like, as I've called sometimes, like, a loose collection of Simpson references wrapped around the Billy Joel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I knew you guys would be good on this show. That's the thing. It's always the question of how do you review historical events through the lens of pop culture? And uh, that's what we didn't start the fire with. And that's what The Simpsons is. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> it would have been appropriate as well to get you on that episode where they do a We Didn't Start the Fire parody, but... I thought I'd spare you guys that one because it is a clip show. <laughs> is it the one where they roast Homer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gump roast, where it's kind of a Forrest Gump parody as well. God, that episode sucks. Yeah, um, and, and, and Grandpa marries Selma and Patty, and they actually did it at later on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and Marge becomes yeah. a robot. <laughs> yeah, they're just becoming a parody of themselves, aren't they? But mm. let's go back to the start. Where did The Simpsons begin with you guys? We like to ask our new guests, where's your Simpsons history? Dan, we'll start with you. Okay, well, my history is very tied in with, with my dad. Basically, got grown up parents were divorced, so the thing is, I'd see my dad about once a week, and he would record them off TV for me, because in the UK, they played on uh, Sky One over here, like, like the, almost the Fox uh-huh. channel of the UK. They play over here, so, so he'd record a bunch of me every week, so I'm like seven or eight years old. Be like, every Wednesday, be given this tape, like his 10 episodes, and it was right in the thick of the classic seasons, because I think it was right as season eight or nine was airing, so it was just mm-hmm. the good ones, pretty much. And later on, as it went on, I got more into the Simpsons videotapes as well. Because in the UK, at least, they had, like, themed videos where the, the, the box have a theme, be like Heaven and Hell, and they'd have, like, say, um, Bart Sells His Soul, Marge Be Not Proud, and a couple of other ones, yeah. and Home of the Heretic, and they'd do it that way. So I saw those tapes a bunch. Yeah, yeah, we had some of those as well. Like, one of the ones that I had that I just absolutely wore out was uh, The Simpsons Files, and it had, like, that and Homer Badman and a couple of other, and the Stonecutters, yeah. How about you, Henry? What's your Simpsons history? Uh, I'm a heathen. I didn't watch it during the classic era. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Uh, I grew up in Ireland, and my parents owned a restaurant, and they didn't have time to bring me home after school. I had to go to the restaurant after school, 
and I stayed mm-hmm. up in a little room with a VCR player with no live TV. Oh. <laughs> so my entertainment is whatever I pre-record at home with a fan's planning, and I get to watch that. And wow. in the early 2000s, I just started watching The Simpsons on my own. None of my friends watched it. <laughs> it's just me on my own. Then only in secondary school that I found people actually watched The Simpsons, and we just quote the classics. Yep. But I just watched really random episodes because in Ireland there's like three channels that had The Simpsons on. Interesting. Yeah, one is the Irish channel, which is RTE2, and then one is the Sky One, that's Dan said, which is like our Fox channel, and then there's Channel Four, which is another like free channel mm-hmm. on, in England, and they just show really really random episodes. Like Sky One shows the new ones, so I watch a lot of the new ones. So I watched the Ricky Gervais episode uh-huh. the week <laughs> it was launched. Yeah, <laughs> and so there's a lot of classic ones I didn't even watch growing up because I never caught it on TV. Interesting. <laughs> that must have been pretty amazing when you finally did catch them. And Yeah, yeah. Like, I never watched um, Lemon of Troy until oh. I was an adult. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, you missed yeah, that. <laughs> that was one of our early Kubricks that we were just, like, floored mm-hmm. with how good that mm-hmm. one is. We also like to ask, you know, where did you guys leave with the show? So, Henry, just jumping off that, are you still keeping up with the show? or I am now after listening to your podcast. Aww. <laughs> Uh, well i'd stopped around i i didn't know when this new episode stopped i stopped watching but i remember watching the season 17 episode you know one where they have marlon monroe and joe dimaggio kind of character and they do marriage cancelling so i must have stopped around there i remember watching that even as a teenager i'm like what the fuck is this show now (laughs) yep (laughs) but yeah we've been dan and i've been watching season 30 recently oh yeah yeah because we watched that halloween one yeah how did that go yeah (laughs) (laughs) well we're waiting for we're not gonna spoil it we'll wait until you guys cover Ah. it (laughs) because yeah i used to keep up with the show week to week but since about season Mm -hmm. 30 yeah i stopped you know give me something to be surprised for on the podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right well yeah let's hook into this episode that i subjected you guys to (laughs) we just watched season 28 episode 14 fats corrado (sighs) first released in february 2017 it was directed by mark kirkland written by michael price in this episode all the fast food chains are going healthy or some shit and homer finds an old hot dog cart that he used to go to as a kid when his parents would be off at marriage counseling and we discover the origins of how homer got fat for the fucking millionth time guys what did we think Uh. Uh, michael price you say michael price michael price i'd like to welcome you to the shit list <laughs> Without giving list. too much away. That's how I feel. That's a long list now, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's surprisingly selective. I've forgotten most of them, to be fair. But uh, Is Tim Long one of them? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Is Mike Scully on there? <laughs> now, he is. I mean, to give full context on this one, I usually take a page of notes. This one, I've taken two pages, and I think there's one good one. Like yeah. one good one. Oh, so they're all down Everything arrows. else is angry. <laughs> oh. My God, you've like, burst through the page on some of those. How about you guys? What do you think? <laughs> I was just like, I was just so confused. I'm like, is it too early? I just don't find any of this funny. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you watch it and I'm thinking, I know there's a story. I know there's plot happening, but what is this? <laughs> like, I'm feeling happy. I think it's like, what, what am I meant to feel at any of this? It's bizarre. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that was going to be a, the B-plot with Lisa, like 10 minutes in. I was like, oh, oh wait, yeah. now they're doing a it, B-plot. It was set up like garbage. Oh, what, wait, what was that? Lisa yeah. being a part of this school radio, it was set up terribly, and yeah, oh, we'll mm. get there. And it doesn't resolve. Oh, my God. It's awful. <laughs> All right, let's hook into the questionnaire. Henry, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. For better or worse, what's a ne- uh, moment from this episode that stands out to you? Uh, the Bullies podcast, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, left, right, and center, mm-hmm. is it? Yep. Yeah, but I didn't think the rest of it was funny with Millhouse. No, it, it was a good setup. It's a shame that yeah, uh, yeah. all it was was a Millhouse hanging upside down joke. It's interesting when Simpsons do like these modern references to modern things. You mean like the Hamilton reference? Where like, oh, we got an award ceremony coming up. Hamilton's gonna win everything. Fred uh, Hamilton. And it's like, oh, God, that was terrible. What? Oh. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a real clanger. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> they just slammed it in there, didn't they? How about you, Dan? What's a moment for you that stands out for better or worse? Well, some of the Henry's moments have sort of been something like in modern culture. It's uh, the moment where uh, Homer says, Chewy, we're home. Chewy's what I call my mouth. It's just like, it's, oh, it's a Force Awakens thing because the trailer must have come out around that time. Just, I shut it inside. Uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yep. It's... Because uh, that one sort of reminded me as well earlier in the episode where Marge is, you're picturing me as a hot dog right ah. now. And then it's a, Oh, no. Oh, no. Stop it. And then it's a burger and butter, <laughs> a Butterfinger. And what did he say to Lisa? You, uh, I don't even remember. Like, he references the candy that Homer is hallucinating them as, as if he knows what he's hallucinating. It's yeah. fucking mm. awful. Weird. Yeah. BT. How about you, for better or worse? Oh, what's a moment that stands out to you? Let me just flex up here. Oh, where to start? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to go back to that Lisa reporting B-plot because this was just... All right. The way I feel about this episode is, despite the fact that it does have like plot structure that it follows, it's so unbelievably lazy and just insultingly, stupidly written. So the first thing we get is, for some reason, there's an award ceremony at the DMV, which isn't even our opening scene, but fine, fuck it, whatever. But Lisa's reporting to no one, for starters. Like, she's speaking yeah. as though mm-hmm. she's talking to a camera, but there's no camera there. There's no cameraman. I guess maybe she's recording it, but we don't know that. And all it took was when they're talking about going to this award ceremony is have Lisa say and I'm going to report on it for the school radio news or whatever. Uh, That's it. One line, and I would understand this scene. I would not... And it's just, it's not there, and it's so unbelievably lazy. Elliot, how about you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say this is another trope of the Simpsons HD era to put in unnecessary backstory into every aspect Mm. of every character trait of every character. But it feels like we've revisited Homer's binge eating so, Mm. so many times. And for this episode to sort of frame it with Abe and Mona's arguing just uh. feels really gross. It just never works. With all the new episodes that mentions Abe and Mona, it's just been garbage, like the Dream, the Inception one. Yeah. Oh my uh. God, yeah, where Homer's pissing himself, yeah. Uh. <laughs> and that's the other thing. It feels like they keep bringing in Glenn Close, because our guest star for this episode, Glenn Close, uh. for like one line for pointless little reminders of this character from you know, one of the best episodes yeah. of the show's run. It's just so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, the original mm-hmm. is one of Dan's favourite, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, M- M- Mother Simpson is just fantastic. It, it feels like it feels like a real insult every time they bring her back because, like, we got her back in one episode and we, we got that story was done with. So adding more around, it means, like... And also, yeah. you got to think, when was Homer a child now? Because surely there's maybe, what, the late 80s, would you say, if, if you figure he's, like, six or seven? Oh, it's jumped around all yeah. over the place. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, fine, time is inconsistent, but even within this episode itself, it's inconsistent because there's mm-hmm. a bit where the guy goes, oh, I've not opened the hot dog stand because I've retired. I'm 97. And I was like, I thought you were the same age as me. It's like, 
How? He was an adult when you were seven. Yeah. <laughs> He's clearly older. Fuck. <laughs> and uh, recently we did an episode called Forgiven Regret. And I had a regret because I should have held on to that one to bring to you guys because that actually had an appearance of Billy Joel in it. Not actual Billy Joel, just they had a cutaway joke with Billy Joel in it and he was oh, really? okay. drunk. Yeah. And as another coincidence, that episode also had flashbacks to Mona baking pies for Homer, who Mm, got through his woes with, again, binge eating. It's just, Uh. they've just done it so many times. (laughs) They they tried to address his binge eating because it's emotional eating. Like, they they mentioned it, but I thought the plot would be that they're going to try to tackle his emotional eating you know, stress eating nope. and try to substitute something healthier. But no, no. No, that, yeah. would, that would require competence. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think you're right, because it felt like that's what the episode was setting up mm-hmm. with all the fast food chains mm-hmm. going healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you had jokes, like I think it was um, Kentucky Fried Chickpeas and the other one was like yeah, Tofu Bell as well. You're like, oh, I get that. And, and yeah. Arby's because ripping on Arby's, which reminds me of Happier Times. I think it's the Das Bus. That's the same yeah, joke, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I'm so hungry I could eat at Arby's. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Which I don't know if you guys have that chain there, but we don't. Our only touch points is just, yeah, American sitcoms making fun of it. <laughs> I have eaten at Arby's very recently. About a month and a half ago, I was in America. I made a point to eat at Arby's. It was middling to poor. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's Arby's. Because it's just like deli meats and like plastic cheese, right? Uh, no, it's sort of like, no, it, uh, Arby's, it, it's fast food chain, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like a sub-McDonald's sort of. A sub-McDonald's? Oh, okay. Jesus. Well, that's one with some kind of front in the basement <laughs> oh, of McDonald's, wow. obviously. No, but it's like burgers, like, like, like burgers, fries, chicken things, whatever. Because I, I got a chicken burger and fries there and it was meh. Yeah. They had something called Arby's sauce, which t- I, I don't know what that was, but it was it was enjoyable. Oh, there we go. It does have some yeah. redeeming qualities. Sauce. They're trying to expand American franchises into UK right now. Like, I think a Wendy's going to open soon here, like in, in England. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, they tried opening a, a Chick-fil-A in the south of England and it was closed <laughs> down because, because, because of mass protests because of its, its stance on um, LGBTQAI rights. Yep. yep, fuck Chick-fil-A. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them indeed. <laughs> mm-hmm. They closed within a week or something. Wow. Yep, in Reading. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, that's fast. <laughs> Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? We'll start with you, Dan. This is my third time seeing it. Oh, really? Wow. Why? You monster. I'll, 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 I'll tell you for why this was because, um, I didn't mention before, but basically my thing with the show is that anytime I go back home, my, my younger brother is always watching the show. So if I'm with him, I'll catch, you know, if you're watching, like, I'll, I'll catch a two-thirds of an episode. Then I saw this one recently mm-hmm. a second time when I was going through season 28 and this is my third time seeing it. I hate myself. Holy crap. <laughs> Rarely does anyone outpace me with the HD watches. <laughs> How about you, Henry? Uh, none. Zero. This is the first time. BT? Uh, this will be my second time. I was at my parents' place and it was on, so I kind of half watched it. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is, it's got to only be my second time watching it. Like, especially, yeah, the back end of the 20s. I, yeah, just once watch for obligation's sake and then once for the podcast and then <laughs> mm-hmm. delete the files from my computer and then and burn the from computer. our minds. <laughs> <laughs> So, wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I think in some aspects it was, because the whole thing with the fuck guys of Springfield getting involved and, and the uh, and the counter of fast food chains, which is a, uh. a peculiar joke to throw in there. Mm. Like, why? Yeah. And you see these setups and you're like, uh, okay, what's the joke going to be? And then their joke was, are you even a real colonel? What branch of military is this? Okay, oh. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I thought I, I thought that joke was 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 it was um, him fight, um, the Colonel Sanders fight, fighting for the, for the Confederates. Maybe like, like yeah. what what armies you fight in? Never mind what army I fought in. 
I yeah, thought it would be, be a confederate. Or what courthouse we surrendered in is definitely the reference to the Southern Army of the Civil War. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. And, and there's a whole bit at the end as well where they eat Mayor McCheese at the end, but he's a d- guy in a suit. Like, what the fuck was that? that like, what, what is that? Like, is it cannibalism? Like... Like it's such a Family Guy South or, or even South Park joke. Like, it's not, it's it's not any of those. It's just it's so <laughs> poor because it, and it's happened so quickly as well. It's like cut to the full you know table. They're all there. Cut to the guy presenting, and then immediately this hamburger has been cut up into pieces yeah. and is decapitated and still begging for its life. Oh no, it is a Family Guy joke where they do mammoth cheese, but it's JFK being shot, and then the Jackie O starts eating the brains oh well i put more value in family guy than i should have way to prove me wrong family guy (laughs) you just keep on sucking uh any other wacky moments stand out to you guys the one bit i'll say i did like oh wow um the one yeah the one uh was i kind of like that homer's been on the news so many times he's got his own theme music i didn't like the theme music but i like the idea (laughs) yeah no it's conceptual and it does feel something at this point they would have within that universe because at some point it becomes like every other episode at this point he's he's on the news with with some kind of police chase and when he shouts i have no end game that was a not not terrible moment not good but not terrible yeah Mm. i'm pretty sure the shouting i have no end game was the writer not the character (laughs) yeah true yeah They didn't know how to finish uh, as it. to your theory that yeah. there are Simpsons writer are calling for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we sort of mentioned it before, but yeah, the fat guy's pulling the cart off the, the hill. I'm glad they didn't go with a typical puffed out joke. I was ready for that. Yeah. But it was just a bigger hill misdirect. And mm. well, I, I couldn't get past the fact this whole bit is so stupid because the thing's shut down because the guy retired. He wasn't bought out. He wasn't mm-hmm. forced out of business. Mm-hmm. He wasn't from a lack of customers. He's retired. If they save the cart, it doesn't open. It's still <laughs> shut. You would have to have someone else open it, and at this point, just open your own restaurant. Uh. This is not a thing with a solution. <laughs> anyway, I'll go back to you. Well, I think as well, there's the joke with, with the fat guy as well. Like, like, the animation that went on for so long, I feel like, was the episode running like 20 seconds short or something? Because, like, the pushing, mm-hmm. like, it keeps going on and on, and there's a joke of, oh, there's more hill, there's more hill. Like, it felt like sometimes when they were at the end of the episode, they, they do the, the, yeah, the show's too short, like, animation at the end. It felt like that, like, oh, we're 30 seconds short, uh, 10 more seconds on the hill. Yeah. I absolutely agree, and I get this vibe as well because of them keeping on going to that music cue and slowing down the animation when they like that da 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 da. What's I think we did that song uh, recently. Yeah, it's, uh, Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a musical sting from I mean that was earlier. Maybe this is what you're referencing. I'm not too sure. Uh, where Homer starts driving around looking for a place to eat. That's the Psycho music. Oh. Okay. Oh no no no. Oh, okay. The the like the classical music here. Oh, okay, sorry, the, I missed it. That was also in that episode where he pretends to get a job as a bigwig, but he just goes to Krusty Burger and oh, filling that out one. the mazes. Oh, uh, is it Claire de Lune again? Yeah, Claire de Lune. The, Thank the you. The one with the uh, he gets a coach, life coach, is it? Yeah, that's the one. So yeah, they use this same music sting, but in this one they use it three times, and each time it's like they're slowing down the animation to mm. go with the music, which is fine, but returning to it three times, it just becomes obnoxious. Yep. Uh, well, speaking of extended jokes, you know when he asked him like, oh, don't you remember me? And the guy's like, I've been here so mm-hmm. long, I don't even remember the lineup of the Chicago Blackhawks. That joke is like, all right. But then he starts naming the people. I'm like, why? <laughs> yep, episode's running another second short, throwing another Blackhawk. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and the other wacky joke I wanted to mention was when Homer is having a flashback when he realized the hot dog was part of his origin. Mm-hmm. And then he has a random future vision of him throwing mm-hmm. in a he hot dog. He remembers to a- the future. Yes. Yeah hot dog into an IV bag like uh, Homer Simpson is a god uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. clearly. laughs> 
Must be. Yeah. And also, I don't know, he, he's, he's got a rap because at the beginning of that, that weird song he's singing as he gets up the car at the very beginning when it's oh about Cracker Jacks. Like, yeah. like, so horrible. Because I've noticed in the, in the new one, especially, there's a strange thing of throwing like, like random songs. Because you have that song where he's rapping and the song about hot dog as well, with him and the hot dog vendor guy are both singing together. Like, I'm assuming that song's a reference to something I, I don't understand or like it's an American commercial from way back when that I, I haven't seen. But, like, why? Do they have like some kind of contract thing with Dan Castellaneta that he needs to sing every two episodes now? <laughs> I'm going to guess yes. It's the only thing way it makes sense. <laughs> he didn't want to be a voice actor. He wanted to be a song and dance man. He could have been a star. Tell you a star on Broadway. <laughs> Do you think he's a better singer or a writer? Uh, singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that's annoying about the hot dog song is that there's no music underneath it, mm. and mm. which I think leads into how it not being recognizable as like any song. Yeah, if it's meant mm-hmm. to be a thing. But again, a lot of things we find in the HD era is that this kind of pervasive silence that kind of runs through things because there's moments of just there's no sound and there's nothing there. Like uh, the big point I noticed it was when they're in the cars in the during the car chase and you can't hear either of the vehicles. There's the sound of a helicopter overhead, oh, but that's yeah. it. And the cars are dead silent. It's like there should be the sound of you know the train wagon, whatever it's called, the two cars, the you know all mm-hmm. of this, the si- police sirens, and it's just the helicopters. It's, it feels so weirdly empty. And I don't oh. know why it's not there. It's so obvious. Is yeah, it just that's... laziness at this point or what? Yeah, like I said, I'm convinced this is just a lazily, insultingly stupid episode. So being this chase moment, you know, Lisa trying to negotiate and defuse the situation. What did we think about the heart? Uh, uh. I think Henry's having a heart attack. What <laughs> <laughs> <Not> heart? <laughs> Yeah, well, well, they try, but it was really badly done because they try to have that fake emotional thing with the uh, him remembering his childhood, mm-hmm. but it's always so phony to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. With, with, with the hot dog guys, all being like, I don't remember you, and then he just does at the end, like, oh, I do remember you. Thinking, so why were you yep. dicking with the guy for the first fifteen minutes? And like, what was the point of that? Mm-hmm. Just apro of nothing as well. Like it just happens. Um, I got this one chambered. If everyone, anyone else wants to throw in first. <laughs> BT the doctor is in alright <laughs> crack knuckles so, this starts off and he admi- cracked his toe knuckles as well man. Yeah, it's yeah. a sight to see because this whole thing initially starts off with Homer being like oh this guy doesn't remember me I'm sad he's like you didn't remember him until you showed up and now all the memories come flooding back and we do that weird montage where he has a future flash forward of him putting a chili dog into the IV bag which then doesn't work when the whole thing resolve is meant to be oh eating didn't get me through these hard times of my life you did guy and then there's no follow-up the entire montage of him eating is showing us what this memory was and yet the resolve of that is no it was the conversations we had when i was eating but we never see that we never understand that and then when the guy's all like oh i just pretended i didn't know you because i let you down it's been 30 years like why would you assume this person had been let down what part of homer's life now does he feel responsible for and it just doesn't make sense and even within itself there's no cohesion between the beginning conflicts and the end resolution and it's just such a lazy stupid mess that thinks you won't notice or care well we do that's why we're here <laughs> thank you <Jesus> doctor Christ. <laughs> learn script writing you fuckhead <laughs> michael price uh, i mean i can cur- <laughs> what that guy said <laughs> Way to put it really succinctly and angrily. Well, uh, and, and again, it's just, it takes a scene of when him, you know, dangling off the bridge and the guy being like, no, I do remember you. I just felt like I failed you. Cut back to him giving Homer a chili dog and, you know, talking about, well, I know your parents are going through a tough time, but remember they still have some very generic advice. Then cut back and having being home to be all, oh, that was you and the talks we had that got me through that. That's it. Again, it's all you need. Yeah, like for an episode that predicates on 
going back and seeing a little glimpse of Homer growing up with parents that are fighting. Which could have been huge, and it could have been really insightful and had a lot of emotional weight and impact, and it just decided to not. Mm. How about you guys? Uh, did any of the heart of this episode land for you? Not at all. No. It, it felt so false <laughs> and forced, and bringing back Mona was the next thing. Of like, oh, remember the good episode? It's not that one. If anything, a piece of my heart died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too, man. And I didn't even remember until, yeah, we sort of mentioned Lisa earlier in the episode. Yeah, her story doesn't resolve. And mm-hmm. right when it's given, like, a bit of impact, yeah. like, we're cutting the funding. And this is your moment for Lisa to come back. But she's yep. only brought into the episode to do the negotiating. And it's like, that had nothing to do with your story. Yeah, it wasn't a moment of, you need to break a big story soon or we're going to shut down the funding. The funding's been shut down. So even if she reports on Homer's getaway driving... It doesn't matter. It's over. Mm-hmm. Oh, but why didn't she anyway? Oh, my God. Fuck oh, yeah. this episode. No, but, yep. but even the background scene when they're in the radio station, like the, the title for it is a WSES. And if you look in the background, a little sign gags in the background, it's really lazy because they have they have like topic is Radio Dead, but they've got it like four times on the same board. Like they, they didn't care for that scene. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you could have had some heart maybe from this B story. Yeah, you could have. Yeah. Lisa pouring her effort into something that people just don't appreciate is like Lisa's thing. Yeah, Simpsons did it. Kids News. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I think there is something to say where, you know, radio being a struggling medium, being that it's Mm. all live to air and, like, it's having to adapt and put a lot of their shows out as podcasts now. Mm. Like, there's places you can go if you put in effort. (laughs) But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Were the characters behaving like themselves, do you reckon? Oh, no. <laughs> no, it just it just felt kind of like felt like actually we've seen before. It it reminds me kind of in the way that like it's it's like the way Stephen King will write like the same books on, on the same subject over and over again. Like you have like Christine, a haunted car, but no, View for Beauty, that, that's my haunted car movie. It feels like the Simpsons are like, oh here's here's how Homer got fat. No, here's how Homer got fat. No, here's how Homer got fat. It's just it feels like a remake of yeah. a remake of a remake. Mm. I can't yeah. say they broke character. They just didn't do anything with them really. Yeah, no one has anything to operate with. It's all just pieces on the ground. They're all, like, moving from one point to the other, and episodes mm-hmm. over, bye. At least they remembered the integrity with Patty and Selma that they have an iguana and a kid, even though they didn't <laughs> show them at any point. Well, that's continuity, not integrity. Isn't continuity integrity somewhat? I mean, somewhat, but, um, you yeah. know, the fact that their cars are labelled Thing 1 and Thing 2. Oh, yeah, that's a Patty and Selma thing, because they think of themselves as disgusting. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> so uh, why was that there? Uh, yeah, this is not the show that <laughs> we know and love from the... Uh, how much dialogue Sorry? did Bart get? Oh, yeah. Only at the um the uh, DMV scene. Awards. Oh right, right. Oh right. that one too. And then at the DMV Awards when he's like, "Take me with you." Oh, and then Homer's stupid yelling, running away scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, God damn it! This episode gets me more angrier the more I talk about <laughs> it. Oh, let the hate flow through you. This episode's only gonna get <laughs> silver for me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Lowest score ever. Seven thumbs up. <laughs> But yes or no, would you watch it again? Dan, Dan you're going to go for the record. Yeah, yeah, I've had enough. Just with life generally, but also in this case, it's episode more specifically. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, this episode didn't help that sentiment. How about you, Henry? Oh, no. This is being deleted as we speak. <laughs> I'm, I'm scrubbing my computer right now. Scrub it twice. Yeah, this would be held up as an example of what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the only reason to rewatch it is to just break it apart and go, this is where you fucked up Royal. Yeah, because I think you made a good point before, BT, which is like the consideration of plot structure is there. Mm. It's just, it's handled so poorly. Yeah. So we'll start with you, Henry. What would you like to change about this episode? 
Whoa, that's you're asking me to write a whole episode? <laughs> you have 24 um, hours. <laughs> because you would just change everything, don't you? Uh, that's a very no, good safe um, answer. But, you know the things that BT say, actually give it like emotional thoughts into the characters. Like his relationship with that hot dog guy is just so shoehorned in. Mm. There's nothing and then he just remembers at the end. Mm -hmm. and, like everything is so inconsequential. Yeah. Like what is the point of him saving that hot dog stand? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Especially when yeah. they started off uh, with this story about, you know, every fast food chain is getting kind of taken over and turned into a, like a healthy thing. And there's this guy who isn't. So why is the plot not they're trying to change his, you know, hot dog stand? Mm. Because that's already mm -hmm. there. That piece is already there. And they just didn't connect it. Is that what you'd like to change as well, BT? Oh, I have a lot of things. I've already yelled most of them. However, <laughs> um, just, I mean, because what's there is workable. It just takes the, uh, the tiniest bit of effort to expand upon it. And yeah. Cut mm -hmm. that entire DMV thing at the beginning. Just start with Homer trying to find, walks into Krusty Burger and they've changed the whole menu on him because everything from that entire thing was just so annoying and so boring. And then bring in how, I know Lisa's maybe reporting on that and that's how that gets introduced. And then, yeah, ah, oh, it's just, it's there. It's just requires, instead of something that, yeah, I forgot my point there. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Dan? What would you like to change? Well, I mean, you could bring you could at least plot more into more directly. You could have like Lisa investigating the, the, the hot dog cart or doing like, like like an NPR, like a radio type piece on the hot dog yeah. cart, which Homer comes to and finds. Oh, I came here as a kid, and kind of have it be about like hair falling hot dog as it closes and gets rebranded or something like that, or it be the only like unhealthy place left in town. Like bring it together a lot more and have it make sense. Not like, oh, I found this random place I forgot as a child, or like here's here's a radio plot that goes on for like you know, like three minutes out of twenty two. <laughs> and it'd be an interesting limited run podcast series. Our six episode investigation into the the hot dog cut that gave Homer <laughs> love or whatever. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, look, as for what I'd change, like mentioning Patty and Selma, I just forgot that they had an angle of them losing their jobs. Yep. And why wasn't that part of the plot? Like them living at the Simpsons house and oh, like yeah. Homer constantly avoiding shit. Like there's a great like Simpsons house story to be told. And mm -hmm. Or even as a motivation as to why Homer is now spending even more time at the hot dog stand like he did when he was a kid. Yeah. Again, this requires effort and a very minimal amount. Oh, and they remind us in the episode that he was going to, yeah, go see Mo that day. And mm. yeah. And I'd like to see a bit of a jealousy angle from Mo. You're spending all this time at your hot dog stand <laughs> when you used to get drunk with me. <laughs> the hot dogs give you what alcohol does? No. <laughs> all right. Well, we're here. Dan, do you have any other notes about this episode? It's almost more about the title. It's helping Fats Corraldo being a play on the uh, hair talk film Fitz Corraldo. Why? It has nothing to do mm. with anything. It just feels like, oh, here's a pun with the, with the word fat and the word in, in, instead of the word fits. Nothing else to do with the title. Yeah. I've, I've seen the movie and it's like, you know, it's about a, a dude you know, trying to build, it's trying to build something in the middle of a jungle, but why? Why, why this episode? Why is the title of this episode? Yeah, thank you for that because so many of these puns go over my head. Yeah, so Fitzgerald, nothing to do with this. They just found a way to insert the word fat. That's mm -hmm. how it works. Mm. Yep, pretty much. Right, right. Disappointing. <laughs> how about you, Henry? Any other notes? It was really early on, but you had that domino scene. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like. That was really dragged out, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, talking yeah. about extending animation to fill mm -hmm. in the time for this thing. God damn. And absolutely pointless with nothing. It didn't contribute anything to anything. Exactly. Well, it starts on the reference to 2001 because mm -hmm. movie reference. Uh, another, like, overplayed reference that they've done at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As well, what, uh, was it the Treehouse of Horror that we watched recently that had a 2001 reference and it turned out it was an iPhone? Oh, yeah, the, the yeah, Akuma reference yeah. in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ugh. And the domino thing, it's an impressive thing to watch, 
when it's actual real life dominoes yeah. when it's like animated yeah. like you kind of got to go to some effort and yeah it really didn't do much it just went around the mm-hmm. plant and oh it had like a cartoon of homer and burns in it at some point as well it just seemed quite zeitgeisty because like oh domino videos are popular on youtube yeah <laughs> no for real how about you pt any other notes yeah, I got a few more. Let's drudge these ones out. At the award ceremony, they're like, but Homer, you're presenting the next award. Why in the fuck would that happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Homer uh, Simpsons is the leader of the town. I, yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> hey, you don't work here and you don't like these people and you forgot this was happening. You want to present an award? Yeah, sure. Oh. A line I kind of liked was um, the python blaster at Krusty Burger. It's like, I want to be able to eat a sandwich that a python couldn't swallow her without choking to death. Or something like that. Again, I would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't already angry. I was yeah. already angry. Right. During the whole, you know, when he's picturing Marge as a hamburger thing, Bart's all like, oh, but where were you? We were worried sick. No, you, why? You, yeah. Bart does not give a shit if Homer does not come home. Almost like that was setting up, like, you know, Homer being distant from the house to go spend time at the chili dog stand. But, you know, they didn't follow up on it. So who cares? Yep. <laughs> I'll end it on two lines I did like. I think it was in the Bullies podcast. They talk about making a dope feel like a dingus. No, uh, Nelson said that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Haw Haw Origins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ken Brockman says, chilly dog day, afternoon, wiener on a roll. Mm. And that was okay. <laughs> and my last one is another movie reference. They shoehorned in, because why not, when they're all like, Chief, shouldn't we go arrest him? He did steal and destroy a, you know, he's like, forget it, Lou. It's chilly town. But it's not. The set is closed now. It's no longer chilly town. <laughs> it's yeah. such a lazy Sorry. ending. Yep. Yep, it's all like, oh, so why doesn't Homer go to prison for all these crimes? Eh. Oh, and then they made a joke about McMoon. Fucking hell. Uh, (laughs) It's time for my final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. Yes. (laughs) For no particular reason, Chalmers beat Skinner over the head with a pillow bag full of soaps. Cool. Yeah, Um, that's just a thing that happens. I forgot about that. Oh, it's just like a cutaway during when Martin's, you know, got the radio Mm. room together and, yeah, just out of nowhere. During the, yeah, Lisa interviewing Nelson about the ho-ho origins as well, she asked Milhouse what it was like to go full Nelson. Good pun. Liked it. Okay. I'll I'll give you that one episode. (laughs) The lawyers going out of the clown car. How do we Uh, like this? And then, of course, let's not forget, going back in for an extended amount of time. Couldn't have fast-forwarded that for making it a little bit funny. Wow. I know. Had to have mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. song going yeah. backwards. Well, as we, as we mm-hmm. the episode was running short. They needed to fill like an extra like, 30 seconds to a minute. How else are you going to do it? Write more uh, story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nope, just exactly. play a scene in reverse. <laughs> I just remembered the button to that bit where it's like, oh, oh that better be a chimp's tail I'm feeling. Chimps don't have oh. tails. Chimps don't have tails. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> classic bit of comedy you know is that a something in your pocket are you a a monkey (laughs) and when the chili dog is hanging off the bridge homer just should have grabbed onto the yellow bits because if there's something that i learned from uncharted 2 if you (laughs) you can climb along the yellow bits of any structure the the yellow bit road well played (laughs) it's time to rank this thing on the simpsons index we rank using our six point scale which starts down the bottom at failure Maybe if the episode was just, you give a participant, but for the positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best, of the very best, the episodes that The Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first, let me show you how it's done. 
It wasn't it obvious? I'm failing this fucking thing. It sucked. I hated it. I want to be forgetting it, but I won't because I hate it so much. BT. Oh, yeah. Unquestionable. Absolute failure. It's so lazy. It's so stupid. And it thinks you're stupid enough to buy all this. So kick it in the pit of failure and I hope it rots in there. Jesus. Dan. Well, failure as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, 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 it was neither funny nor a story. It was 22 minutes of just of moving images. <laughs> and the classic Simpsons, you know, that was their two pillars of what makes a good Simpsons episode. Funny and story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Henry, finish it off. Wait, so you're not giving us over, huh? Okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that yeah. was some subterfuge. <laughs> so, so, yeah, definitely failing it, but <laughs> I don't think it's the worst episode ever. It was just like, it's just so bland that it deserves to fail, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not the Israel episode. Oh, no. <laughs> We're like actively seething in rage. But it's just mm. like, it's so bad. They're like, it's just such a shabby car. You can drive it, but everyone's going to make fun of you along the way. Yep. <laughs> yeah, if this is someone's favourite Simpsons episode, they deserve all the ire of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, unanimous failure. We are giving it the, the Index, Index Finger! Finger! This will be the seventh episode from season 28 to receive The Finger. Wow. It will be joining Monty Burns' Fleeing Circus, where Monty oh, Burns yeah. starts a f- circus. Oh. The Last Traction Hero, where Homer breaks his spine, I think. Something like that. The Great Fatsby Part 2. Mm. The Cat in the Hat, where Bart has that vision of his conscience that's a slime ball or ah. something. Camp Krusty are the unneeded sequel to Camp Krusty. The Abomination. And Dogtown, where Simpson beca- uh, Simpsfield? Springfield becomes a Dogtown. Sorry, I'm choking on my own rage here. <laughs> that's the episode that Marsh kicks a chihuahua. That is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things that we can say happened now in a Simpsons episode. Yep. Oh. <laughs> All right, and before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? <laughs> Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Dennis, the let's just give it a B and call it a day, Perkins. Yes. He gave it a C plus. Oh my gosh! You're so Dennis, close. You broke your streak. A true wild card. <laughs> he says the episode aims for heart but lacks the focus to hit it. The problem is that to get at the heart of the story, Fats Carrado hand waves a lot of stuff that actually does matter. Mm-hmm. Mona might have abandoned her son, but her love for Homer formed the backbone of one of the series' best episodes. Having her peevishly ignore him in one brief appearance here is just sour and lazy. That's a good metaphor for the whole episode. Sour and lazy. Fair point, Wildcard. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting like, that we've been so off with Dennis Perkins lately that it's mm-hmm. nice to get him back on side. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he is the Wildcard after all. I still doubt you, Dennis Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, let's put the HD era behind us. And now we're going to the teens era. And Henry, why don't you tell them what episode you decided we should do? Oh, I selected the season 19 episode. Is it called The Little Orphan Millie? Little Orphan Millie. Yes. Right from the tail end of the teens era. All right, we're going to watch that and we'll be back. And we are back and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 19, Episode 6, Little Orphan Millie. First released in November of 07, it was directed by Lance Kramer, written by Mick Kelly. In this episode, Millhouse's parents, Kirk and Luang, announce that they're getting remarried. But then when they're going off on their honeymoon, they get lost at sea. And so Millhouse, you know, in his depression, assumes the identity of a troubled loner mm-hmm. and then his indiana jones-esque uncle comes <laughs> into the picture hey guys what do we think yeah 
I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the noise of uh, my feelings. Whereas I am very neutral. Nah. Mm. Now, this is interesting because this episode's got its defenders. Mm-hmm. I've never quite understood it. Like, I do not hate this episode by any no. means. But, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Henry, you picked this episode. Uh, tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I only watched it the once and then... I think I was cooking at the time, and I was like, oh, it's not a terrible episode for season 19. So that's why mm-hmm. we picked it. Yeah. I- I'm glad you did, because, you know, when people uh, give them the option to pick episodes, they pick mm-hmm. good ones. And I think, I mean, <laughs> don't want to say it's good or bad, but like... <laughs> it's backhanded back. <laughs> I think it's got some good jokes. Yeah, it's, it's got some merits. You know, I like that they actually stick on uh, Millhouse's sorrow and depression rather than just launching into another thing. It's like, no, they actually stay with that. That's very good. Yeah. Well, no, I'm very interested to get into the discussion because, yeah, I think this is a polarizing episode. So let's hook into it. Henry, what is a moment that stands out to you from this episode for better or for worse? I got two, and they're actually not really for good either. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, two lines, like, really, really slow to me. One is, um, I don't notice the color of people's eyes. I judge them by the color of their skin. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And then the second one is, Dan, can you confirm? Did he call Reverend Lovejoy a spaz? Yes, I think mm. he did. Oh, that, like I'm not sure what's that in Australia, but that's like one of the big no-no words here. Yeah, yeah. I think it sort of because it is like a, more of an English word as well. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. trickle-down effect. Yeah, it's a no-no word here too now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely on the list. I wouldn't say it's high on the list, but it's definitely on there. Right. Yeah. I think it's one of the highest here, right, Dan? Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty high in in that like it's often used as an insult for certain people. Yeah. 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 Like I rather use the word "cunt" any day. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a great word. Yep. That's in our national yeah. anthem. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Dan? What stands out to you for better or for worse? I, I'll start off with, with, with the one I quite like this episode. It's the part where Zach first comes to the episode and you and he's approached by the nerd character and he just punches yeah. him, just floors the guy when he floors. Um, I th- what, uh, what's the guy's name? I did write down here the nerd's name. Yes, good old cute mm. tinkle dink. When he's looking for his nephew, Neepsy Tubbs, B, Panty Bottom, and, and Zach just, uh, just, just lays him out on the floor. That's a, that's a funny moment. All real names as well. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Poor Tinkle Dinks. Yeah. Um, how about you, BT? What stands out to you from this episode for better or worse? I don't know if it is for better. I'm very conflicted on it myself. But the bit where they uh, have someone to tell Millhouse his parents are lost at sea, it's the visual is from Saving Private oh. Ryan, but the music's from Platoon. And it's like, it's an interesting mashup of war movies mm, you're doing right okay. now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that was like an intentional, you know, blend them together or if it was just they forgot what belonged to which. Right. But uh, yeah, I noted it. I don't know if I feel good or bad about it, but I noted yeah, it. I knew it was a kind of reference. I just didn't know what the reference was. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say what stands out to me is I like the idea of the story of Homer not immediately knowing the color of Marge's eyes mm-hmm. because it's kind of that thing like, what is the shape of a person's nose? It's just, you see them all the time and like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just a detail of like, hey, what is the cut? Like, yep. but uh, I didn't think they pulled the greatest material out of it, mm. even though I kind of liked Marge's little routine of stumbling through the house out yeah. of spite. <laughs> and just wearing sunglasses for the rest of the episode. For, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even when they're gr- when Millhouse is grieving with the two sailors, <laughs> she's just yeah. like there with like patting her with her, with her sunglasses. Oh, that's right. Um, but I kind of wish she just sort of kept up the sunglasses throughout the episode, but 
if she didn't, we may not have had the widely used image of her crumping. <laughs> oh, yes. oh yes. yes, that that yes, because 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 yes, it, it was 2007 and crumping was like two years prior. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, we did an episode a couple of weeks ago where Homer and Bart floss, and it's just oh, like... Oh. We watched <laughs> yeah. that. The season 31 premiere, yeah? Oh, the esports oh. one, yeah. No, 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 the esports one. You know, the, the winter of our monetized content. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> uh, Way but, to remember that terrible pun. <laughs> yeah, the names of the episodes are enough to invoke blasphemy. <laughs> I only remember it because, worst episode ever, they did that fake name game for the like new episodes yeah and i was like that can't be a real episode title <laughs> <laughs> oh no they they will go there mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah it's just funny with these dancers that were popular in, uh, for a couple of years and how quickly they date and like yeah, yeah, yeah. only being what 12 years removed from this yep. it feels so cringy but well, you may as well have them do the charleston <laughs> i didn't know what crumpling was when watching it i had to google it i still don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that oh they were trying to do it in community as well. At least that was like a meant to be lame kind of joke. Yeah. Which to be fair it kind of was here showing, you know, how dated Bart's attempts at popularity were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still find it interesting though like the memes of the Simpsons that persist and mm. some of the ones that do come from these later episodes and yeah, that one frame of Marge when she's just ultra extended <laughs> has become a great meme like yeah. um, it's amazing. It's one of the things I don't know how anyone found it. Like, <laughs> yeah, because as you said, some of the memes are from really bad episodes, like mm. the old man yell at clouds. Yep. Isn't yep. that the one where Grandpa falls in love with that hoochie or something? Yeah, that's right. That's a terrible episode. And Homer pinning his excess skin behind him as well. Uh, that's from that uh, horrible plastic surgery episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that episode so much. But That's one with Alan Moore and yes. all that, isn't it? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and, um, I do love Watchmen, baby. Mark Spiegelman <laughs> and uh, Dan Klaus. Yeah, when you become the, um, in the Justice League of indie comic creators. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a Jack Black as yep. the comic guy, yeah? Fuck, this episode. Like, that one, I forget how many things were in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mouses in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back to this episode. So play count. How many times have you seen it before today, Henry? Uh, once before today. Dan? Yeah, this is my second viewing as well, once before today. BT? Never before. Oh, really? First time club? I mean, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I've only seen it a couple of times, and yeah, I, w- I watched it for worst episode ever. It was one of these episodes where I started listening to that podcast, and I'm like, wait, have I seen this one? And I had it. But yeah, anyway, uh, was this a wacky episode of The Simpsons? Let's talk about the wackiness. And that's why you never see a shark with monkey arms. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that liked that bit with like him putting commercials in between the stories. I, I actually quite like that. I did like it. The container store. It was like, we could do that for our podcast. Then. <laughs> I, mean, we, I mean, we basically do. I just cut them all out because they're all libelous because we don't advertise. We must libel people <laughs> or slander. Okay. Libel, advertising. There's no such thing as bad publicity. <laughs> yeah, we try keep trying to get sponsorship from drugs. Yeah, they don't call us back though. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. We're out here, drugs. <laughs> I mean, if you go about the wacky things in this episode as well, like you have the part where, uh, where, Kirk, where Kirk and Luan fall off the boats and they kind of just like fall backwards slowly through, through the casino on mm-hmm. the boats. Yeah. That was a very odd element to it all. I felt it was pretty forced. Yeah. It's like, well, mm. we have to get them off somehow. Mm. Uh, this yeah. is how. And done. Bye. 
Mm. I feel like a lot of elements in this episode were a bit rushed, especially yeah. the ending. We will get yeah. to later. Oh well, that I mean that was one of the wackiest parts of the episode, and just total freaking Deus Ex mm-hmm. Millhouse. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the Dutch plane coming in, which looks like a I don't know what to call it, Dutch building. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> I, I, I got to chuckle as well. I thought he was Danish. Well, what was with Uncle Zach's racism as well? I haven't heard this much racism against the Dutch since Goldmember. <laughs> <laughs> He's Danish. He hates the Dutch. They're like near, they're like neighbors, I guess. Are they? I don't, I don't know. know my geography well. I'm bad at geography. <laughs> yeah, they're near each other. <laughs> well, in in, in I... a way, globally, we're all near each other. <laughs> Yeah, just like the seas, the seas are all connected, you know. I will say I did really like that line of, yeah, well, we're going to go search for him. It's like, well, you know, have you ever been to the sea? It's huge and they're all connected. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I thought I thought Uncle Zach as well, just just being Indiana Jones was somewhat wacky as well. Being like, oh, he's just, not a cool guy, but he is mm-hmm. Indiana Jones in the outfit to, to the entire episode. Even mm. using the rope to bring him closer to the, for the hug. Mm-hmm. No, I liked that. And then Bart thought, okay, that's the end of that chapter. And then, nope. <laughs> the girls all like him more. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, Nelson's going like, uh, oh, he's trouble, but I can save him. Okay, that line I didn't get. Why? Like, Milhouse had clearly had an end to his troubles at that moment. That, yeah, I, that's true. That's true. I did not get why that was there. Mm-hmm. But I guess they were building up throughout the whole thing that Nelson's like slowly warming up to him. Yeah, like, because the part I liked most about this episode was Lona Milhouse and sort of winning over the school now that he just absolutely doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, him turning Nelson around, I thought, was really, like, effective in that way. Uh, with, with his uh, comeback about, with the joke about his drowning mother. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, was yeah. that again? Uh, someday you'll be more haunted by those words than me. Oh, Mm-hmm. Cutting Millhouse. <laughs> and then Lisa's all just like, whoo-hoo, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes sense for Lisa because Lisa always have questionable taste in men. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Millhouse as well. I think it is a decent recurring theme that once Millhouse stops giving a fuck, that's when she's like, oh, hello. Because mm-hmm. as, as we all know, depression makes you super cool and attractive. <laughs> that's why i can't keep the ladies away from me mm-hmm. <laughs> had to double bolt this podcast studio that's why they don't have any interest in me i'm fine <laughs> and um also uh, we learned from the end of homer palooza that like not care about being cool is what makes you cool right kids <laughs> no it's like the song says it's hip to be square mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah maybe when you're cool you don't need people to tell you're cool. Well, you do. How else would you know? <laughs> Sorry. And if you think any of us are cool, please drop us a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> with the headline, cool. <laughs> Another wacky thing that Bart and Milhouse with the spiders and Lisa's baby burps a lot. Yeah, uh, belching tarantulas. I mean, the immature kid in me liked it, but yeah. also functionally, yeah, I just didn't know why it was there. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't really need that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that feels like a trend of like Simpsons, though, like the idea of like, I'll save you baby bears a lot. And then like, oh no, spider bears. Like if you cut the dialogue from that joke and you leave it as a sight gag, it could work a little bit better. Not tons mm. better, but it could, it'd be a little bit improved. I'd have to announce everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's it as well. And they sort of hung, like Lisa wouldn't have held the baby burping spiders that long either. I don't think. Nope. I th- that's a very good point. Yeah. It just wasn't very punchy. 
Uh, any other wackiness from this episode? Uh, the cat and dog dancing when when Homer's singing. Oh man, I liked this. <laughs> How about you guys? <laughs> well, you can still like it if, if it's wacky. Oh uh, uh, yeah, wackiness isn't inherently bad or good, but like I find myself complaining a lot about Simpson songs these days. Mm-hmm. This one, uh-huh. I'm a fan of. Rate guitar. Yeah, I don't good. think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think it's too bad. And I like I like that it built. It wasn't unlike the last one where Homer's rapping in silence. Ugh. This one, you know, it built the song around it. Like okay, I'm, at least I'm having. Some yeah. fun they put some effort into mm-hmm. it yeah and it's the climax to like wrap up a b plot so mm-hmm. yeah i think that's why i like this part of the story is because it had a satisfying ending even though yeah mm-hmm. i don't think i sort of inserted it throughout the episode enough or maybe well enough but yeah mm. i will say it's a little weird to zoom in on a simpsons character eye to see the color yeah because oh yes yeah. <laughs> that's a little mm, odd like it would have been fine mm, if yeah, i just yeah. said it was hazel i didn't need the visual of zooming in on it but all right fine yeah later. that's true and i actually didn't know for the longest time i thought hazel was just light brown but it's like no. blendy browny blue yep yeah i thought it was light brown as well that's why when he like oh, I brown as well yeah because when he goes like the red color it's like the brown no i was like wait no yeah but hazel i thought is brown nope yeah it's a weird thing because yeah a hazel nut doesn't have blue in it exactly <laughs> nutella doesn't have blue s- swirls in it it all depends how old the um, nutella is them they kind of blue in it if you <laughs> wait long enough oh dear <laughs> uh, it's a delicacy in denmark <laughs> all right so how about the heart of this episode did you guys feel the bumps i mean bart loves middle house Oh, mm-hmm. that was kind of like after all these years, he's never really said anything kind about Millhouse, really. So a little too much too quick, but uh, yeah, it, it worked OK. Yeah, yeah I kind of want to discuss that when you ask me what I want to change about, because I feel like as uh, BT said, it's very rushed at the end. They could have inserted mm. a little bit more of that throughout the episode about him loving Millhouse. Yeah, I guess it's because, you, you know, Bart's spending all the time trying to, you know, reestablish mm-hmm. himself as the cool kid. Yeah. And it's only sort of when Lisa says, you're doing this yeah. because you love Milhouse, And he's like, you're right. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That it does feel a bit rushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I just, I was, I didn't feel much happens at all, really, only because it felt like, again, it felt like a retread of other episodes. Or it felt, it had the elements of, like, Bart's friend falls in love in that way. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm Bart's jealousy there yeah, as well. Yeah. It feels like the same plot. So, like, mm-hmm. I can feel more for that episode because, because obviously it's the first time I saw it used and it was used much more effectively than that episode. This feels kind of like a retread of that kind of story. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely agree. Yeah. And we didn't really see Bart, like, say to Millhouse, hey, do you want to come hang out? And he's being too popular to do anything. It was mm-hmm. more that he was too sad to do anything. Yeah, but that's yeah. a different thing. So, you know, yeah, lay that groundwork. Oh, hearts. Uh, when Millhouse is really sad, Maggie gives him a bottle to try to cheer him up. <laughs> yep. And another cute scene, I, I got to say, I think the second act of this episode is, like, holding it up for me a bit. Yeah. I just love when Maggie's kind to people. Yeah. <laughs> right, the, the Maggie bit worked. The Millhouse turnaround of like, uh, thanks, Mags. Wait, big boys don't get their moo juice from a binky. They get it from a big boy cup. It was just, took a yeah. little too long and was just, yes. yeah. Like, it was an okay line. Yeah. It just dragged slightly a little too much. Yeah. Mm. Well, when it's one character talking to another silent character. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob reboot in cinemas now. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I liked this scene because it was good for Millhouse to do the turnaround. Mm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and didn't need anyone else to force him into it. He did it on his own, so that's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing I had on the heart, yeah, the Mar- Marge Homer storyline, but it wasn't so much heart. It was just sort of a cute ending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an okay, it's very, very, it feels like a B plot, 
Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it feels mm. like a quintessential B plot. I'm like, I think it's fine. I, say, I, say, I wasn't fun as B plot at all, really, only because it felt so like the jokes kept going and going and going. Like we got like two or three scenes. I think like guys, you can wrap us up in, in two scenes, not like five or six. It, it, to me, I just I, I, I've had people at all, really. It, it felt like, okay, here we go. He's he's, yeah. he's, got, he's got an album now. Well, look, it's, it's not an anniversary either. He, the joke is he's he's inattentive. I just wasn't a fan of it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then there's a weird bit where Grandpa's like, "Oh, you're just getting a little old and can't remember things." It's like taking a walk down Alzheimer's Avenue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, wait, so are you just implying that Homer does care, but he just can't remember because he's having trouble because he's getting older? And it's like that feels like a different thing. But okay. Mm. Well, no, I like that Grandpa, out of all people, was the one that remembered the song and sort yeah. of yeah. both Homer and Marge had sort of forgotten it. That was cute. I mean, because we know Homer's got a background in songwriting, so yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Among many of his godly talents is uh, <laughs> incredible, oft-used musical ability for every instrument, be it piano, mm. yep. vocals, bass guitar, bass guitar especially, yeah, and rake, <laughs> <laughs> or even songwriting. Get a pretty good that, sound on that rake. Uh, in the episode where Lisa enters our singing competition. Oh, that's right. Hi. I forgot about that. Yeah, that, and yeah. baby on board as well. But you know, that song wrote itself. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I mean, I don't think any character was against type. It was just didn't quite have enough momentum for me. But um, yeah, everyone seems to be themselves. It, it did, but it felt very much like the word stamped down as being a very teens episode in that, as I said before, it feels like a retread of, of a previous plot just with just, just like different elements. And with the B plot, I felt was very, very weak. And it's, it does feel like Simpsons, but it feels very much like a teens episode where like it's random movie references with a not so great plot. I, I agree that it feels like a mid to early teens episode to me. I don't think it's as bad as like the late teens. And I, I, I personally yeah. do like the B plot. I think it's like the B plot isn't like a huge thing. It's just there to fill out time in a way, but it didn't get in the way of the main plot, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why I'm enjoying this discussion, because it is a clearly polarizing episode. But mm -hmm. yeah, we do seem to be landing that, yeah, none of the characters are like aggressively off. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Homer's a bit sort of jerk ass. But yeah, what is it? Is it is he inattentive mm -hmm. or is he forgetful? Like, yeah. But I think the one thing that's a sticking point for me is, yeah, Milhouse's uncle. I, I don't know. He just doesn't seem of this world and mm. I hate his voice. And right. <laughs> yeah, he's too extreme. Yeah. Yeah, he suddenly got Duffman for an uncle. <laughs> yeah, that's like. I was also sitting there going, wouldn't, wouldn't someone have already called his nearest living relative anyway? Yeah. No, that's true. Why did Bart have to do that? That's true. Yeah, why do you have to like, yeah, do the whole thing and remember the dude who gives him butter cookies and stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must remember his uncle. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and that was a weird dragged out scene. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice that, yeah, they got Luann and Kirk back together, I guess. Yeah, I'm assuming this is canonical now. Oh, yeah, yeah, they've been together ever since. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Oh, wait, speaking of canonical, do you remember that scene earlier where he's like, like they make reference to them looking like brothers and sisters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. It, but you guys mentioned this before, right? Yeah, it's been in a few episodes now yeah. where I think even Kirk goes, uh, yeah, my parents are cousins, I think. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really weird. Oh, but there was one off-model moment where during the wedding, Luann's lips were set too far back and her nose looked extra huge. It was just, it was odd. Oh. Anyway, very, you know, pushing up my glasses. <laughs> but this is what we do. We point out these things. But oh. yes or no, would you watch it again, Dan? No. Oh, Henry. Oh, yes, definitely. BT. Um, I wouldn't avoid it, but I don't feel like there's anything else for me to get out of this. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it had passed the hangover test. Yeah, just. I think hangover is fair. But um, I just don't feel like there's going to be any other jokes or plot for me to mine from this one. Yeah. We'll start with you, Dan. What would you like to change about this episode? Well, I have notes for because I would change a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks knuckles. Crack toe knuckles. <laughs> Webster can define plot as, no. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, for, okay, start for 10. I would lose the whole Homer and Marge B plot. I would just lose that entirely. And instead of that, I would include a plot regarding Kirk and Luan on the island mm. because it, it was, it was mm. came out in 07, didn't it, right? So around that era, mm. like Lost were unpopular. So maybe parody that in yeah. some way. Have something like that. Mm. And the whole thing with Zach being like Indiana Jones type, maybe have him like go on a mission to that island to get something and they meet up that way rather than the balloon just is there at the end Ooh. and like, oh, resolved yeah. in like, like like 20 seconds. That's very fair. What a coincidence. Just, yeah. Yeah, it just felt like it could have been like way more inclusive and way more tied together because like for myself at least, the second half of Act 2 just felt like drag because it just felt like sketches of um, Zach and Milhouse going around Springfield mm. and doing cool guy stuff when you could have like kicked in like a bit of a plot there and had it really tied together at the end. Mm. Yeah, that seems fair. No, yeah. absolutely. But if they do the Lost parody now, how can they have Homer watch Lost on his treadmill laser? <laughs> <laughs> you can have both. <laughs> how about you, Henry? What would you like to change? I agree that the ending is so rushed. Like, I like the idea of saying the B-plot is with uh, Luan and Kurt now. But I, I, mm. I genuinely like the B-plot, so I don't really want to change that either. So um, I think uh, we were discussing earlier about how, you know, Bart being jealous of Millhouse, right? But then he doesn't actually, it just seems really forced that Lisa just tells them like, you're feeling sad because uh, you love Millhouse, blah, blah, blah. And they're telling us to our face. But instead they could have yeah. like had like hints of that throughout. And even at the end, like Lisa can explain like, like when you called, found his uncle, you didn't want to get rid of him. You just didn't want to see Milhouse sad anymore. That's why you did it because you're a good friend, you know? Yeah. 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 How about you, BT? I think everything that's been said before me is, is quite good. I like the idea of expanding upon the current B plot or changing it entirely to Kirk and Luann on an island. Because when we cut to them, it seems like they're getting along really well. They build a hang glider mm -hmm. together. That could be a reaffirmation of their marriage. This is like their marriage 2.0. So they're obviously getting along and they've had a lot of conflict in the past. So this would be an interesting way for them to work through that. They have to get out all the you know excess baggage they might have brought to this remarriage by uh, basically surviving. That's mm. pretty interesting. And we've never seen that before. So I'm on board. Yeah. Only... My answer is to steal from everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm on that page too. Because yeah, those are like great changes. And But the only thing that I'd add to that is like, that, yeah, there is something good about Milhouse and Bart having a lot of fun together, living together. And I think it'd just be a small change that Kirk and Luann are just like, hey, we're just thinking of extending the uh, honeymoon one more week. You know, we got mm. a discount to extend the cruise. And mm -hmm. Milhouse would be like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Like, just so he had a little bit more of that responsibility um, in them disappearing, because it's kind of just thrown in there in this yeah. episode. Yeah, and never return to that he blames himself. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, we are here. Dan, do you have any other notes? Um, a couple more so I've got written down here, because I was watching the episode, I just kind of scrolled down random things, so it's kind of rambling of a madman. So, you know, my <laughs> usual. Yeah, okay, I will say there was one one genuinely good laugh aside from the whole, like, the punch in the late in the episode. It's when the, the cruise line guys come to the Millhouse, his parents have disappeared, and Bart jumps out with, with the hose and sprays Millhouse and, and shouts, Die Monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, a lot of times like, these kind of buttons, like, on these jokes in the later Simpsons, they like, tend to be, like, like trying to undercut the emotional impact. But in this case, mm -hmm. I thought it was just perfect done because it was just so harsh and, and over the top. It really worked for me. Yeah. 
But speaking of the button, the button on that scene was like, so you're not ice cream men? And then Bart like looks down the barrel of the camera. It was just weird because I agree with you. Yeah, the spraying of the hose, wonderful. Extra beats. Yep. Yep, extra beats. Exactly. Stupid extra beats. To be fair, that's the thing that you say for a lot of late Simpsons be like, you know, it always goes on one joke too long. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Too many bites. Yeah, that weird joke about Lovejoy being weak as well when he can't, when he can't hit the volleyball. Like, what was that? Like, five seconds? Yeah. They like, wanted to defend the British. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, it just it's, it's, like a, it's like a strange beat that was there for no reason. Anyway, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got, I think. How about you, Henry? Any other notes? Well, speaking of extended jokes, that whole bloody kitchen bit with Homer, oh. with all the uh, items that are, like, ocean-related... Ocean Spray, uh, Captain Crunch, Seven Sea Caesar sort of whatever. Uh, it's just so unnecessary. Billy Ocean, Best of Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, uh, come on. Uh, one episode that I, you guys reviewed before. Uh, you know when where they all become firemen? Yeah. Yeah. I hate that episode because there's <laughs> nonstop extended jokes because you're know, like symptoms of taking the uh, sleeping medicine and then he just acts out all the emotions. Oh, that's right. I just hate these like really unnecessary extended jokes. Yeah. David have Marge go, Homer, stop listing things. Oh, I can't. <laughs> But he does it three times total in this episode. So, yeah, there's that one in the kitchen and then the listing off the various ties when Uh, they're getting ready for the wedding. He only did three things, though, so not too bad. (laughs) As far as lists go, it was at least a short list. Um, But then, yeah, where he's, like, picking the leaves out and guessing the colours and he's like, green, Uh, brown, orange, rake, guessing? Ugh. Yes, yes, true, true. Well, you know, you've got to save on that animation budget somehow. Having them stand there and just say where is a lot yeah. cheaper than putting in new backgrounds. <laughs> Those Koreans aren't going to pay themselves, you know? <laughs> That's right. So is that all your notes? Uh, one final thing is like, I, I also don't like this joke. Is that character introduced before Mr. Johnson, the gym teacher? No. No, why did they just infect a character just to make a stupid rope joke? Why couldn't it be Mr. or Mrs. Pommelhorst? Yeah, it's weird that it wasn't yeah either Pommelhorst or a Bombardment guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, don't mention Bombardment guy, please. <laughs> I, I will say I did like the reprise of the joke where Bart's hanging from the rope and he's like, just climb up, I can't. Well, now it seems like my class isn't stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's still stupid. Yeah. Okay, extra beat. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, it's one of those ones where I like the payoff way more than the setup. Yeah. How about you, BT? Any other notes? Uh, I've only got one last note is Millhouse blowing smoke rings with his inhaler. Oh, that was very good. I think we both got a good laugh out of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a really good visual joke. And time for my final notes. And I've only got two. The Homer turning into Marge at the picnic fucking Pointless. sucked. Oh. Pointless. Just, just such a bad way to get the episode started. It yes. has the problem of Marge then going, Homer, I told you not to mock me at picnics, which implies he mocks her constantly, mm-hmm. but she's asked for not it to not happen at picnics. It's yeah. like, Ugh. but that is so much worse. Oh, it was just so unorganic and forced. Yeah, I hate yeah. that joke, but the only microsecond I like is that when he dashes back and forth, everyone else is just eating and ignoring him. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he's even, just doing his thing. Even the Van Houtens <laughs> are just like, just quietly eating their sandwiches, ignoring him. They know this is part of picnicking with the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> and my final note is, yeah, I've got to make a list of the Simpsons video games and like see if we can find a programmer to make some of them. Because Bar Brawl, Final Fracas, that looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that instead of fighting, you can just ask for the bill and leave. It's the crying <laughs> as the guy leaves. Sorry. It's easy, Milhouse. It's just up, up, down, down, left trigger, right trigger, B, A, and both triggers. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, that was so good. Um, it must be time to rank this thing. Henry, it's your turn to start first. Oh, can, can it not be first? Because I'm going to be so, like, <laughs> to be the black sheep of the group. Oh, you might be surprised. I'm going to go for bronze. Yeah, I'll go for bronze. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I will rewatch it, and that's the minimum requirement to be bronze, right? Yeah. That is correct. I'll be honest with you, I actually came in with a silver, but you guys topped me down. <laughs> right. You can get a silver if you want. Yeah. It's, it's your rank. No, no, no. No, no. I'm going browse because you remind me that I actually don't like the uncle character at all. Yeah. How about you, Dan? What do you reckon? I would say participant, only because, as I said before, I was a big fan of the B-plot asshole, but like the, it, it wasn't a failure. And, and that's a nice thing to say about it. It was not a failure. Yeah. Oh, God. I came in at a participant. I'm wondering if I've been talked up because there are a few <laughs> jokes that I like. But yeah, you know what? I'm going to be slightly nice to this episode and I'll give it a little bronzy. BT. Yeah, a few more jokes than I could have bronzed, but no, I'm going to stick with a participant. Yep. Yeah, that's all I got. I mean, I can go on if you want, but... Um... <laughs> oh, good eat up some time and... <laughs> no, sure. it's all right. <laughs> it was late. In the, it was August 5th, 1947. <laughs> oh, good. More beats. More beats. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll be a dull bronze overall, and it'll be the second episode from season 19 to be called a dull bronze. It'll be joining He Loves to Fly and He Dolls, which we actually mentioned before when oh. Homer, uh, Life Coach and Mazes yeah. and Krusty Burger and... Uh, Claude the Loon. What's the fucking music again? Claire de Loon. Claire de Loon. Claire of the Moon. The only classical music I know is from the 60s. <laughs> Classic rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yep, that about does it for the teens episode. And yeah, I think that's a... I think that's a really good ranking for it that it ended up getting split right down the middle. I mm -hmm. think it really does, yeah, reflect the polarizing nature of it. But mm -hmm. now let's head off to the classic era. Mm. And now what episode did you pick for us to do? I picked Homer Goes to College, season five, episode three. Ah. All right, we're going to go review that. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our classic era episode. This was Season 5, Episode 3, Homer Goes to College. First released in October of 1993, it was directed by Jim Reardon, written by Conan yeah. O'Brien. <laughs> you set me up, you bastard. <laughs> I did. <laughs> did he think it was Frostweather? Yep. <laughs> That's usually what he does. <laughs> uh, no, Conan O'Brien. I, I thought he needed a very late show style announcement yeah, like yeah. we give to Schwarzwelder. In this episode, Homer goes to college. Guys, what do we think? Good fun. I loved it. I really enjoyed it, yeah. It's a very a, a breath of fresh air, as always, mm -hmm. to go to the classic era. Yeah, oh, I love when we do go back to the classic era, and it just sort of has that blur about it, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. it all just comes at you so quickly, and ah, so good. It's not as crisp and, you know, suspicious as teens in HD. It's just warm and fuzzy and filled with nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's start out. Dan, why did you pick this episode in particular? Why did this one stand out to Well, you? when I saw the list of episodes we could cover the episode, this is one that always stood out to me just generally because um, I was saying every episode that, like, as a kid, I got a lot of those, like, Simpsons VHS tapes. And one of the tapes I had was mm -hmm. a tape called Simpsons.com, and this is one of the episodes on that tape. So I've seen this one a bunch of times when I was younger. Oh, and for right. a long time, I considered this, like, as one of my very, very top-tier favourites only because it such a joke machine it just it's Conan yeah. O'Brien so it, it's rapid fire just like you know 10 seconds and you've had like three jokes in a row yeah so yeah I was excited to do this episode as well because I'm actually not the biggest fan of it to be quite honest like not that I don't not that I don't like it I just oh I find Homer like insufferable at times in this episode yep. and mm -hmm. I 
don't think it's really the fault of this episode exactly, but I think it sets up a lot of like what we hate later about jerk-ass Homer. He is definitely a mm. jackass in this one. Yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. Not mm-hmm. a jerk-ass, but a jackass. Yeah, but yeah. it's an example of Homer being the villain of the episode. I mean, it comes much more into fruition with, 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 with the Frank Graham so later on, but like, mm. this is one of the example of Homer being the bad guy of the episode almost. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think it's self-referential enough that it does get away with it at times. But look, let's hook into the discussion. Dan, for better or worse, what stands out to you from this episode? There's, there's a lot of things episode, but uh, there's one joke in this picture that, that, really, that really gets me. It's when um, Lisa lists through all the um, like, famous nerds, like, like, like Orville Redenbacher <laughs> and Supreme Court Justice David Suter, because yeah. that ties into a joke from Itchy and Scratchy the movie, when you have Homer's bizarre in-depth knowledge of the Supreme Court and previous justices. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Cool. <laughs> Warren yeah, because, Berger. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also you have um, when Marge talks about, um, well, in the episode of Chester movie, when Marge says, like, you know, do you want Bart to be a Supreme Justice or a sleazy stripper? Can't he be both, like the late Earl Warren? Earl Warren wasn't a stripper. Now he's being naive. <laughs> you know, it's it's that weird, like, very, very intellectual joke that you wouldn't get in the modern day. Like, you, you wouldn't have home where just have a bizarre, like, index knowledge of every Supreme Court justice has been. <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, it's true, and it's weird in an episode where his stupidity is front and centre, but, but yeah, he's just got this weird knowledge of the Supreme Court, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Uh, it just reminds me of when you guys covered that George Bush Sr. episode. Oh, yeah. All those presidential jokes, I, that flew over my head that you guys explained. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's one that I wish we actually had an American on that. Mm. Um, to, someone better yeah. versed in history, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that stuff flows out over our heads, or under being that we are from down under. And everything is above <laughs> us. <laughs> anyway, how about you, Henry? What stands out? Well, I suppose I have to bribe you. Uh, you have the choice of this lovely washer or dryer, <laughs> or you can trade it all in for what's in this box. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I quote that so many times whenever anyone mentions the box. Like, I know people quote seven. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What's in the box? But I quote this outside. Just say the box, the box, and then people just look at me funny. Oh, totally, yeah. So I just love that. Yeah, the uh, nuclear regulator inspector just gets so caught up in the moment. He's just like the box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was say as well because um, locally around here, there's a movie theater that has that has, that has a screen that is called the box. Yes, I've been on the theater now for about ten years, and every time someone mentions it, I have to do this. It's, it, it's ingrained in there. Oh. Uh, true Simpsons broke your brain yep. hours, right? <laughs> and yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, they're referencing an American game show, Let's Make a Deal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, got no mm-hmm. idea what that is, but yeah, thanks to this scene. Pretty much explained by Trade It All for what's in this box. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, BT? What do you got? I'm going to say that entire opening, but especially just the whole plant just taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, what you call during nap time. I know. I just, you know, Homer Light leans on the control panel and sets off a meltdown and the dog just pulls the lever. It's like, crisis averted. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, it's happened often enough they've got a recording and just, yeah, when the nuclear inspectors show up and it's like, no, you've got a mistake. We make cookies here. Mr. Burns, old-fashioned, good time, extra chewy cookies. <laughs> yeah. Why chewy? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, that's how hard he's trying yeah. to sell this. It's like, no, this isn't a nuclear reactor, obviously. It's a cookie. But the inspectors... Who wants chewing? The inspectors know, know that every plant does this and they have the axe ready. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's waving the wings. Get the alibi axe. <laughs> Interesting uh, accidental playlist as well. Uh, 
causing and then averting a meltdown oh. with the Domino's mm. pizza boxes. Oh. The Simpsons, if it goes on long enough, it's bound to repeat itself. I got, yeah, it's true. Uh, at the end, I got eight potential playlists. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, this could fit in a lot easier mm-hmm. into it. Did you have another one? Sorry, Pete. No, I was just going to say that entire opening, especially with the, you know, uh, they have to guard the bee. It's like, oh, no wonder Smithers maybe head bee guy. And then is the one that immediately <laughs> ruins the whole bee operation. Yeah, and I just thought, the bee bit my bottom. Now my bottom's big. <laughs> it's so stupid, but God, it's funny. Well, even like Burns and Smithers thinking they got away with it as yeah. well. Oh, he, he couldn't, couldn't be there. Be <laughs> and what stands out to me... Oh, God, I feel like I have to go negative here to back up um, all I was saying before. Mm-hmm. I just feel so bad for that pig. Um, yeah, it doesn't oh. know what's going so on. So a lot, yep. I thought you were going to talk about the dean. <laughs> and the dean. <laughs> As always, I feel less bad for people than I do for animals. But, you know, you bring up a good point. You know, I also feel bad for bass players, so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was an interesting character, actually, like... Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, this episode sort of does go back and forth with, like, those college movie tropes and yeah. stuff. Crusty, bitter mm. old Dean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's oh. just a young, groovy, hippie Dean that played mm-hmm. bass for the Pretenders. <laughs> yep. That was a sick bass line, It was in my head, too, yeah. <laughs> but I really like the bit at the end where he's, like, so nice and understanding when he's, like... Oh, well, Homer, I guess, you know, maybe I've been a bit of an ogre too. Yes, you have. Yeah. (laughs) Again, just how much of a jerk Homer is, but it works in that moment of just, that's Homer being the bad guy. That's the show pointing at him being the bad guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I know from a plot stance why the whole pig thing needed to be there. And like even the pig getting carted off after drinking, like sharing malt liquor with Homer. A case of malt liquor. A case of malt liquor. (laughs) (laughs) Poor pig. But yeah, the curly straight thing I think is really obnoxious. I don't know. Do you guys like that bit or? Yeah, curly straight. It's like it reminds me of like bed goes up, bed goes down. Australia, yeah. America. <laughs> it it go. I do feel it, it did go on for a bit or two too long. Like if if, if, if you get like hyper focused on like every minute, like you could you probably one or two of the curly straight because like you need maybe two or three, and then the pig bites them. That's yeah. all you need, really. Yeah. Yeah, I love only in that moment does the pig have razor sharp teeth oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> For about four frames of animation, it's just jagged edge teeth. Yeah. But, but even that bit where they all, all the nerds and Bart try to stop him, Homer just kicks and the Bart just flies across the room. It is amazing. <laughs> it takes four to constrain him. Yeah. <laughs> just so angry. <laughs> But they clearly settled the ha- uh, buried the hatchet. If yeah, they sh- ended up sharing a case of malt liquor. <laughs> uh, play count. How many times before today do you think you've seen this episode, Dan? Oof, I I would put it somewhere 20, 30 times maybe. Because again, like I had it on VHS as a kid, so it's the thing is when you have like you have a few VHSs and like this this is one of the ones like of tape you're watching a bunch of times over and over mm-hmm. again. You know, easily in the, the, close to 50, I'd, I'd say. Because in that tape as well, did they sort of mix it in with a few, like, uh, newer or teens era ones, or...? Yeah, it was it was early teens, only because with it being the Simpsons.com tape, it was like, you know, it, it, it was computer-themed, only because it, 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 the computer changed the grade, therefore it was computer-themed? Maybe? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I actually did read in my re- research that this is the first Simpsons episode to mention the internet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Henry? Yeah. How many times do you think you've seen this one? I don't think it's one of my higher-watched classic ones. Probably only, like, a dozen times, maybe. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know why. I just never really watched this much uh, when, I was younger, when I was younger. BT? Uh, much like Homer's class, I'm going to say 101. 
<laughs> yeah, look, I, I actually couldn't put a number on it, but it's one that I've actually skipped when I go to put this disc of season five on <laughs> because you enjoy blasphemy, you heretic. <laughs> and oh, it's weird. Like, it's not that I don't enjoy this episode. It's just there's so many better season five ones. I gotta True. say, it's good. Mm. Season, season five is amazing, though. So it's very, very strong. A season. It's you know, like maybe one of the top three strongest seasons. Yeah, well, uh, currently at our season rankings, which you can now see at thesimpsonsindex.com slash best to worst. Yeah, it's, season five is our second best season. The numbers don't lie, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's math, goddammit. <laughs> and if there's one thing we know, it's math and science and the words to every Monty Python routine. <laughs> <laughs> neep, neep, neep. <laughs> Actually, neep. how about you guys? Do you guys like Monty Python or? I do. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing about as well is um, the open the couch gag is actually is actually a Monty Python joke as well with, with, with the yep. foot coming in and, and squishing the couch. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Yep. Flying circuses. <laughs> circus eye. <laughs> so how about the wackiness? Was this a wacky episode? Hmm. Uh, a meltdown occurs when there's no nuclear material present. <laughs> and Homer just walks out, just must destroy mankind. Ooh, <laughs> I love that in this episode he glows green twice. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, they kind of called to that where he's walking out of the college and it's all glowing green. And they're like, hey, guys, just through there. Like, yeah. Thanks, Homer. <laughs> if this has happened enough. Oh, that town's in danger. <laughs> How about you guys? What are some wackiness that stands out to you? I mean, there's some bad wackiness. Like when he submits his college application and it cuts to the ad board looking at his, his big picture, there's a giant photo. So, yeah. like, does that imply they have blown that photo to giant proportion, like, other than just for him or for every, every yeah. applicant? Like, how is that a process of judging them by, by their looks entirely? That resolution is really good as well for being blown up that much exactly it just it just the certain things that imply a lot of behind the scenes that, that we aren't seeing yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I did actually really like that line it's based on this photo i don't think this essay is worth reading it would waste valuable seconds yeah <laughs> and of course the inclusion of richard nixon oh just just, just i love richard yeah. nixon <laughs> are you all pair don't think you won't it, it, yeah he is one of my favorite characters in future oh yeah, entirely yeah but the thing is well it's those three photos you see as well of like you know here's it was like presiding over over homecoming and if you look at the pig in that shot, he looks so pissed off at that couple who are king and queen. It's, it's, it's a brief second, yeah. but to look at that pig's eyes, like, the fuck you say? I'm going to guess someone made a Kerry joke about pig's blood and he got angry. Oh. Quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, self five for that one. I, I liked it. <laughs> then he went to go wind down by rolling around in his own filth. Well, I mean, as we all do. <laughs> And conferring an honorary degree on, on Richard Nixon. <laughs> I just checked as well. Uh, Nixon died in uh, April '94, so yeah, yep. about six months after this episode aired. So he'd fulfilled all his usefulness in life. <laughs> <laughs> he got the nerds expelled for getting the pig drunk. Yep. He he's a big part of our podcast because he's referenced like three times in the song. Oh really? Yeah. I know there's that one direct, but is it also I guess Watergate and a few other bits? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, well, it's first is Richard Nixon, then later on is Richard Nixon back again, and oh, then yeah. is Watergate. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it taught us about one of the greatest parts of American history. Like there was a guy who was like Nixon's arch enemy, a guy called Dick Tuck, who for thirty years did nothing but I'm, just I'm, fuck with this guy. I'm just sorry. Like, put put. What, sorry. Dick Tuck. Dick Tuck, Richard Tuck. It's a pseudonym. Yes, Mr. Richard Tuck. Basically, there was a guy who was like, he made his mission in life just to mess with Nixon from from 1950 to like, you know, up until Watergate. Like um, at one time when Nixon was speaking at a college, 
this guy Dick Hook was put in charge of the, of the appearance because he was into politics. He hires a giant auditorium, fills up like three people, and has Nixon speak for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. If you go on, chance, go on Wikipedia, there are so many great little pranks he pulled just like that. Like to the point where Dick Tuck was mentioned on the Watergate tapes when Nixon, during like his, his last days in office, was, think, was saying, it's all Dick Tuck's fault. He did all this to me when he had nothing to do with it at all. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. He's a real life Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Imagine messing with a guy so much that when he's getting impeached, he blames you. <laughs> specifically by name yeah well the thing is right, um, when Dick Tuck died about, about 18 months ago in his obituary it said political activist and noted Nixon enemy if you can have that in your epitaph noted Nixon enemy you have done well in life I just want oh. to say when Donald Trump gets impeached he'll be mentioning you BT from all those challenges to fight hey, him and that stands anytime any place I will go fisticuffs with that mofo like, he surely have heard your song you know I, I don't question that he has a team of people researching every mention of on him in any kind of media format so I know he knows about this and he's a coward <laughs> <laughs> so just gonna reissue it because it's been a couple of years since I said it anytime any place I will meet you I will fight you and I will win because I have everything on my side <laughs> and I bought the bell <laughs> So the other thing I wanted to point out, especially with the wackiness of this episode, is I think what this episode, yeah, mentioning what I said before, does well is, yeah, going against those college movie tropes. But then it sort of also reinforces them with the character of the nerds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's existing in this weird place. But, yeah, what do we think about the nerds? You mean nerds? <laughs> yeah, I do like that Homer assumes he's the jock in the situation. <laughs> in his own mind, he is the jock. That scene where he yells out nerds at the car is me, Dan's, and another friend's WhatsApp group chats picture. <laughs> I have enough for many years, yeah. But okay, fun fact as well, um, the nerds are, all have names in the episode. Um, I, th I think the episode you, you only hear about well, Gary, who spills his ear medicine. But the nerds are called Benjamin and Doug. Oh, oh. well, there we go. Bit of research huh. for you. Do they appear again, <laughs> apart from in that, is it Faith Wealth? Where they go back to fundraise for the football team or something? Oh, that's r right. Yeah. And they uh, mentioned the rivalry between Springfield U and Springfield A&M. I hate them so much. Yeah, I like this in, in this episode. The lead up to that line from Homer is just, well, the only other college within 50 miles is this one. It's, that's our best target. Oh, those bastards. Yeah. Like, Homer is hating them because they're close and he's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, well, um, there's who come back as well because I think it's in the... Um, the Poochie episode then there's a guy who asked about um, it when Itchy strikes the same rib twice and it makes two different different notes I hope someone got fired for that one oh. it's one of the nerds okay. yeah that's uh, yeah the bigger one with the glasses mm -hmm. yep. oh. one of the bits of wackiness that really stuck with me and like traumatised me as a child because I wanted to see it as much as Barton Lee oh. did the episode where Scratchy finally got itchy <laughs> what, what's the name of the episode yeah. uh, blowing the mouse down or something yeah burning down the mouse yeah another David Byrne reference Oh, right. Yeah, and the clip as well, you do see, um, I think it's when Scratchy puts the plastic clothes on him, he, he does them as Abraham Lincoln for some reason, he puts like, the stovepipe hat and the beard on him. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a really odd point. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, uh, stovepipe bomb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I will say, this literally happened to me once, because I was watching uh, Monkey. You got plastic explosives <laughs> stuck to your face. And... I mean, that's a normal Tuesday for me, but I mean, uh, I was watching Monkey, and my grandparents were watching it, and they were like about to... The, you know, the hero's about to be executed, and they shut it off right as the axe swung back. I'm like... What? No, 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 that's too violent for you. It took me like 15 years to find out how that episode ended. Oh, no. They got Deus Ex. It was fine. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's made it, yeah. they made it but, worse. 
Yeah, it, was just, it took so long because it, there was like no reruns at the time and it wasn't on DVD or VHS. It was really hard to find. Oh. So it took me a long time to finally find that out. Wow. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, they had this episode been in this time, they would have been jumped on right on that torrenting site. Yep. Beep. And they would have been able to get a, a copy of that episode. <laughs> yes, that's right. Pirate Bay. <laughs> you meant to bleep it. <laughs> I I don't censor myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love as well when they come back from the cartoon and Krusty when he just goes, whoa, and his eyes are huge. <laughs> you don't see yeah. the color in his eyes, but you see yeah. like the little dot reflection. They'll never, ever, ever let us show that again. <laughs> yeah. Just to drive it home. Oh, Indeed. Yeah. I mean, what as well, um, you do have at the very end, like the, the montage of scenes we didn't see at the end as well. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I've got a list of them all here. You have Homer riding the motorboat in a toga. The food fight. Yep. When he pledges the frat. When he's getting paddled. That looks like someone's fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over deviant art. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then you have um, when he crams all the guys in the phone booth, which I think is in Futurama as well, because um, in, I think in the Futurama uh, college episode with Mars University, yeah. when Bender goes to the frat house um, and, you know, and one of the guys says, wow, you're the guy who crammed all those humans into a phone booth. <laughs> ah, yeah, well, most of them were children, uh, <laughs> which is an incredibly dark joke. Yeah. <laughs> We've got, we've got the tank at the football game, Nick's yeah. with a bra on his head, pushing Dean in the pool and flashing a graduation. You know, a good old <laughs> sex crown to finish it off with. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Like, yeah, that's... Like, because I haven't watched Animal House yet, but I'm sure it's just got... It's filled with Probo shit. Have any of you guys seen it or...? I have, yeah. It's troubling to watch now. There's elements. I won't spoil it. You plan to watch it, but yeah, it's troubling to watch in the modern day. <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't, but I think I, I watch less movies than you. <laughs> If that's possible. <laughs> I, I try to get in at least one uh, month, okay. maybe. Yeah, I go to cinema occasionally. So, yeah, Luke, this is an extremely wacky episode. We've got a lot more to talk. Oh, wait, we do. Um, I was about to move on, but i got to mention Homer running out twice to go chase and play with animals <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> give me that ham. Stupid dog, give me that ham. Who's grill? I love his childlike giggly. <laughs> Yeah, you had the squirrels. So good. Yeah, I just love that flashback as well. When you see him as, as a teenager in high school as well, I, I do like how in this time it, it's very defined at some point in the 70s as well. Yeah. Like, it's really good how the classic at least keeps it as, like, you know, because it was in the same decade. I, as Marjorie Homer met in the 70s, I mentioned the late 70s at some point, and then, you know, and then the 90s, and it all makes sense in that way, and it's very defined. It's that what era. What are you on about? They met in the 90s. What are you no, on about? Marjorie went to college in the 90s, <laughs> as we all know, and dated her professor. <laughs> That 90s show uh, told us they met in the 90s. <laughs> that 90s show does have, that episode does have one good joke that I quite enjoy when Homer goes to her grandpa to get some money from him and he goes, what did the money for? Medicine. <laughs> but yeah, an episode which like, I don't know that we've gotten a more violent reaction out of one of our guests. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably. Yeah. Mm. So how about the heart of this episode? Was there any heart? Mm, no. Mm, not, I mean, at the end, there's a touch. Yeah, there's a little bit of, you know, you need to go back and do this properly to set a good example for your kids. You know, there's something mm. there. I do like when he's trying to pull a moral out. And it's like, well, we all learned something. These guys learned the rich, full life outside of college. No, he didn't. And yeah. I learned the important thing of college is to study and work hard. No, you didn't. Yeah, and even though, and like Homer going, ah, and that's it. And we left no loose ends. The exam's tomorrow. <laughs> I do like that, because by then the audience has kind of forgotten about it as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's another thing that sort of, yeah, gets me offside with this episode is that from around the time that Homer starts going to college, yeah, the episode starts getting all over the place, and yeah, mm. it forgets he's meant to be there for mm. retraining. But 
the fact that they pointed out does get me back on side. Yeah. Oh, you're totally right. It, it, it comes almost like a college sketch almost at that point. You're like, you know, what are college things that we can do for this? And they're cramming it into like, you know, seven or eight minutes. Yeah. Well, that's what I love. They're sort of going against the tropes as well. Like when he spikes the punch and like all the students are excited to be able to have their parents come and collect them now. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, um, the, the road trip as well, where, where he goes, no better way to spend 20 it's been BFU and mayhem and the other thing to do is go to a petting zoo. <laughs> I can't believe the last go walked all the way to the ducks. It was so yeah. cute. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I did have a feel for the guy who was like, you need to stop for the bathroom. You already went. Yeah, but a guy knocked on the stall and I couldn't get Relatable. <laughs> New <Yeah>. AF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, and another bit of heart. Sir, someone took six cinder blocks. There will be no <laughs> hospital for the children. <laughs> I'll go tell the uh, children now. Yeah, I'll tell the children as though that construction worker, that, that guy is going to go break to a room full of sick kids. Yep. <laughs> okay, more, more implied whacking his off screen we don't see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, all the characters are on point. Well, Homer's a bit jerkassy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's fun. Yeah, I think you said it well before, BT. It's more jackass than jerkass. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Important distinction. Like when the uh, professor drops the paper and he just starts yeah. laughing. He's like, look at that jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole rest of the room is just silent. Yeah. It, yeah. But the thing as well, with that laugh as well, it does feel like, I think it's in the we've covered today as well, um, the idea of like the, the animation thing as well, because you feel like to animate Homer, it's a lot cheaper as well. And the same way later on when you have Bart sitting on the couch and you have to ask, finally, Grace says, Worcestershire sauce in a soft drink. And Bart just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> it's an audio joke and it, it, it's like 10 seconds of animation where it's just a still frame, but it works. It works. It works it as a joke and you, you don't know how much unless you're really paying real close attention like you know, you're really breaking it down critically yeah that's a joke that i've forgotten mm-hmm. like in an episode that's crammed with a lot of good jokes yeah some of these like ones that don't have the visual element yeah. may yeah fall by the wayside but yeah i really liked worcestershire, worcestershire sauce I don't, I don't understand how they're pronouncing <laughs> it they, they said worcestershire sauce so worcestershire. Like, what <laughs> yeah how do they pronounce it in america um, like aluminum as well. It's just oh. they've got their own way of doing it. Okay. They're special. Okay, <laughs> hey, that'll be fun. Switch to an American accent and try to pronounce it. What's the share sauce? But yes or no, would you watch this one again, Dan? Yes, I would. I'll, I'll watch it again within the next year or so, I imagine. Henry? Uh, yeah, but I won't be going back this week. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Me <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Give it a little time to breathe, but yeah, I would definitely watch it again. Yeah, I'll admit I will watch it again. <laughs> Not for a while. Oh, and yeah, sorry. I only get to do this for like the classic and sometimes the teens era. So you, we would watch this again. We like to think about what playlist we'd put this in. You had a few. Oh, yes. So, you know when they put them, the, all the bad employees like Homer down in the basement? Yep. That's a bit like when they put all the bullies mm-hmm. in, the little, in the little room on Whacking Day. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then also... Remember when he was going through the college admission letters and he failed? And then he's like, oh, a flyer for a hardware store. So a hardware <laughs> store advertisement playlist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, put this with the last episode we watched. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, and when he's uh, swayed by the lumber ad with the lumber, guy with the big butt. <laughs> we need lumber. And you know when Bart says, like, when he's like, I'm going to college, and Bart's like, huh, Barber or a clown. So it's like yeah. setting up the clown college for the next season. Oh, mean the clown. That's yeah. right. And Barber College coming in season thirty-three. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Well, there is a Homer Scissorhands from tw- uh, season you... twenty-three. Is it? Yeah, twenty-two. You beat me to 22. it. Yeah. He doesn't go to Barber <laughs> School, but he shows his um, 
unlearned, uncanny ability mm. to be good at cutting women's hair. I'm already <laughs> face palming. It's not a bad episode, but it I just has. That. <laughs> but it does have some like women be crazy moments that mm. sort of fall flat. But otherwise, decent episode. I thought I had a stroke when I watched that season because that was the episode before Five Hundred Keys. I'm like, why do I like two episodes back to back in season twenty two? What's going That's amazing. on? <laughs> What's going on? I stand by season twenty two. I think it's um, uh-huh. decent, probably yeah. my favorite HD era um, season. Okay. Any other playlists? Homer singing again. It, it, he sings in all three episodes, right? Today, yeah, yeah, he did too. And then this bit where he's doing, yeah, the uh, I Am So Smart song. I didn't know this. Apparently this saying SMRT was actually a mistake by Dan Castellaneta. Oh, amazing. Like, and you can sort of tell because when he corrects himself, it's like it was very clumsy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah, this wasn't written, but they... Oh, of course. Yeah. But they when he delivered mm-hmm. that, they laughed and like, no, we're keeping that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's so organic. Oh, totally, yeah. Uh, one final playlist. You know when he's doing that cramming session, mm-hmm. all the nurses trying to make him study, and he falls asleep, and yep. the guys try to gently wake him up, and he punches the guy. That's like when Bart tries to was it pull a prank on him, and then when he got hypnotized to think he's a child, and he punches Bart in his sleep as well. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and also when uh, Indiana Jones Van Houten punched that nerd before. Yeah, punching nerds. <laughs> yes, we yes. got a lot of odd punching connections nerds. with those. Yeah, so, yes, sorry, I, I, I have one as well. Like, um, okay, I play this first one. Homer pretty much kills an animal because obviously the pig mojo pray for mojo pinchy yep. yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know, there's a couple more and i was from spider pig met a horrible end at some point and this pig also for spider's spider pig as well no no spider pigs are well alive in the later season mm-hmm. right with that you've watched the episode where maggie rounds up all the animals to save that little raccoon or something fucking bizarre man <laughs> yeah. that, that is a, i thought i thought i dreamt that <laughs> well it is because it's like a regular episode that's intercut with these maggie disney adventures yeah. and it's odd <laughs> all right henry we'll start with you this time is there anything you'd like to change about this episode Oh, why are you starting with me again? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a good enough writer to improve this. It's not my favorite. Uh, you could have had some heart, I guess, but I don't know. I, I just It's just joke after joke. I'm a bit tired after watching that, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know how to improve it. No, the, I mean, that's it. That's sort of what the classic era makes you feel like. My hand gets tired yep. after watching these ones and from note taking. <laughs> how about you, Dan? What would you like to change? I mean, I do feel like a, a bit of ego being like, oh, well, you know, I'll be right Conan O'Brien because clearly I know better than this guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the guy wrote Mars versus the Monorail. Yeah, fuck that guy. I, I, I can do a better job. No, um, <laughs> I would say, I mean, maybe get to college a little bit quicker because I get why we have to see the thing of, of Homer's impression of college and a school of hard knockers because we went set up like he believes college is like in a movie or a TV show. I kind of get that, but mm-hmm. maybe give the college a bit more, a bit more of a through line and there's random sketches about like college mm. no I agree uh, how about you BT yeah there's a bit where the nerds are talking about um, you know Kirk versus Picard and they're very much on the Kirk side of things which is actually technically <laughs> wrong uh, <laughs> Cap- Captain Picard is a statesman a gentleman and a tactician is there a Kirk maneuver no there is not but there is a Picard maneuver and that's in the Federation handbook I mean what else do you want uh, BT's going to get his uh, letter from MIT to invite him to study tomorrow. <laughs> Damn Skippy. And yeah, as for what I'd change, I mean, it's easy to critique something and mm-hmm. fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just think this episode has some odd pacing and like, I think you hit the nail on the head down with like, I wish he got to college quicker. I think you can rearrange some of those bits at the start with Burns and the mm-hmm. inspectors and also sitting on the board of the college and like so maybe good. even skip Homer writing the application because there's not a lot there 
Like, there's some good stuff, but, like, it could be snappier and you could get to college faster and leave room for the story to play out. And, yeah, like I said at the end, I wish it was more reminded that Homer was at college for a reason. But I think, yeah, just reinstating the point that Conan O'Brien is an absolutely magnificent writer. And, (laughs) yeah, I do not think I could hold a candle to him. No, sir, he... Bob. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we're here. Uh, Dan, do you have any other notes? I have a bunch of other notes, so buckle in, kids. You're about to get very, very bored. All right. <laughs> right. So, basically, in the episode, um, there were certain things I had to Google because there are certain references in this episode that I never understood. So I thought, well, I've got text a minute. Let's do some Googling. Right. So, when Homer rattles off all the books he's read, obviously, TV Guide. You know, we know what that is. You know, TV Guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Catherine Hepburn's Me is just it's a random slam on Catherine Hepburn because she wrote an autobiography and it, it's about hers, but this doesn't class it as a book. But the second one is getting yeah. the, the, the idea of, of Son of Sniglas. I had to go with this was. Is it real? Yes, it is. It, 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 it is and isn't. Right. Um, <laughs> there's an American comedian, a guy called Rich Hall. He appears on QI sometimes, if you guys have seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the 80s, apparently, he had a series of HBO specials. And one of his things was he would he wanted to come up with words to describe things like experiences or times that don't, that don't have a dictionary definition, but should. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of an example, mm-hmm. but, but you know, like, yeah, yeah. what do you call like, a half open jar? Like, what would the word for that be? That, that's not an example, but it's an example of what I think it might be. Yeah. And they were called Sniglets, as we called them. And he, in the 80s, he released a series of books, you know, called, like, you know, Sniglets on Religion, Sniglets on, like, on the, the workplace or whatever. Oh, okay. But Son of Sniglet was never a book about it, but it's the idea of, like, making up, like, a fake sequel book about, like, a, a comedian with quotes, <laughs> but, like, which is one of three books Homer's read. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> a weird but great cut. Isn't it? What it, a pull! It's yeah, it's a bizarre because like, it was so hard because like because I get it was the one I could never quite understand as a kid. Being like, what what, what could that be? Mm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, of course, Conan would know this one. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, as well, uh, Mr. Burns and the, and the Jade Monkey thing, that's from the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that bit. <laughs> I didn't even know the reference, but just delivery-wise, yeah. it fucking gets me every yeah. time. Oh, yeah. they, do, they do the Dutch angle and a little bit of shadowing. <laughs> and just a follow-up of, uh, we found the Jade Monkey, it was in your glove compartment, and the robots, the ice scraper, they were in there too. Excellent. <laughs> it's all falling into place. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, it's very similar to the episode of um, we have uh, Mr. Ben's been like, a shiny donkey, the guy who's the head of Homer Simpson, which, yeah. it, yep. which I think is from um, the, the last exit to Springfield. Absolutely wonderful episode. Yeah. And just generally, generally Homer's with the Dean about the whole thing of like, you know, I'm sorry for the running you over prank. Prank? It's a winner's car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Henry? Any other notes? Well, you all like baseball, don't you? And to have a successful baseball team, you need teamwork. Not some hot dog admission officer played by their own rules. <laughs> and they just pummels him. Oh, the, the pummeling. gentle tapping against his head. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes from the episode. Yeah, it's uh, Untouchables reference, I think. It is, yeah. Oh, really? With the chair and everything? I'm pretty sure. I don't know mm. the chair, no. But in the, the untu- Untouchables, he does bludgeon someone whether at a meeting with a baseball bat. <laughs> Gives yep. him the beating oh, of his okay. life. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> just stop that. <laughs> so just remember the body and send the Koshars who is widow. <laughs> uh, oh, birds. Oh, uh, just one final note is, you know when he sends off that essay and the, and the photo, I don't think the photo made a difference because from what we heard from the last line <laughs> of his essay, and that was the most I ever threw up. It changed my life forever. I don't think he would have gotten it anyway. I wonder if that story was a follow-on from that picture. Yeah, <laughs> it works both ways in that if, if it is great, but if not, and it's unrelated the time, he hit the giant kicker and his eyes bugged out in that way. Yeah. <laughs> BT? Uh, yep, small great Mr. Burns of, I have a feeling you'll be dropping the charges and then the trap door opens uh, the painters move your desk sir oh yes <laughs> it does Brilliant. have so many moments of like the double meanings and more sinister to- overtones oh yeah for sure so, <laughs> what are you gonna do dad something I should have done a long time ago <laughs> you, you don't, don't know, know do you, you. 
No, ma'am. <laughs> oh. Yep, what else have I got here? Sounds like a pig fainting. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a great example of, uh, yeah, just the fluidity of writing of uh, Wallet Inspector. Yeah. And he runs off, and then just the tag of um, Homer just going, that's not the Wallet Inspector. <laughs> well, yeah, like, Snake can't believe that it worked. And yeah, yeah Homer, like, hey. And even the nerd's going, that seems to be all in order. <laughs> yep. And it fades out to the Homer, and then just like really, really dramatically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sting there. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And him looking very concerned at <laughs> the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the camera understands the drama of the moment, but the script is undermined. <laughs> that's great. And finally, just, uh, what are you going to do, Mr. Simpson? I've got a plan. I'm going to hide under some coats and hope that everything oh, works amazing. out. <laughs> All right, time for my final notes. Yeah, Homer being so, you know, aware of the tropes of the college life and, like, couldn't recognize that he was hanging out with nerds and, like, all the things that they did. Oh, we played D&D for three hours, but then I was slain by an elf. <laughs> Not owl. Is it an owl? It was an owl. I think it's oh, an, 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 an elf, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it was it's an elf. elf but... It's an elf, is it? Okay, I thought it's an owl for some reason. An owl, yes. An owl slayed him and swooped down. And... Which is funnier <laughs> because there's things called owl bears in the game. Yep. Yep, that's right. <laughs> They'll fuck you up. And then Marshall saying that these boys sound very nice, but they're obviously nerds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, according to Frankiak, it is an elf. Elf. Okay. Anyway, yeah. it's still I, I like I like Al. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to yeah, put that in one of our games, maybe? I mean, if you start being mauled by owls, yes. <laughs> uh, do you guys play D and D at all? Or? I was going to mention this at the end when you ask us what we're into, actually. Oh, oh well, oh, I'll put a button on that yep, one yep. then. <laughs> oh, button. Forgot to mention the you guessed the jar of buttons in the other you episode. Didn't need to. <laughs> I liked that line though. Um, oh, pain. <laughs> Oh, okay. Another line of Homer's that I didn't like the carpet bridge thing uh, it was like creepily psyched. It's like his plan was basically murder yep. someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and his plan was well rounded of the movie. Um, what was it? Um, the lady killers. It's the it turns to the lady killers because in that movie I had to kill people off, throw them cops, and throw them off a bridge. As the gang of that film die. Yeah, yeah. That's Lady Killers. And another movie reference. Uh, Bart scraping his fingers along the chalkboard. Oh, George. Yeah, that's a shark's tail. Yep. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> Amazing. And my final note is, yeah, Louie Louie. Um, for the longest time, I thought the lyrics to this song is The Wheels The Way. And someone told me, no, you idiot, it's Louie Louie. And it's like, how could I tell? They say Louie wrong twice. Yeah. Two different ways. <laughs> it's fair. But it's famous for not being decipherable. So. Oh, is that one of the ones where they censored it when there wasn't anything to censor? No, no, uh, yeah. the full story is the band thought they were rehearsing, but they were actually recording. And so when they didn't bother to learn their parts or play it properly, they got to the end of the recording and they're <laughs> like, okay, so when do we do this for real? And they're like, that was for real. We're going to release this. I'm like, oh, shit. But apparently, because you can't understand what he's saying, so many people thought there were satanic messages or it got investigated by the FBI for having potentially um, communist references in it. Oh. And there is, you can actually hear the drummer in the background uh, yell fuck when he makes a mistake but no one picked up on that so they were, the FBI were literally going through this song like trying to figure out what he was saying to see if they were hiding messages in there and miss the actual curse word that was swat, that thrown out there <laughs> it's a bizarre story amazing alright it's time to rank this thing oh, who's going first Dan is going first well, I think in my case, I'll group it as, as Cubic Zirconia because I absolutely adore this episode. It's one of my very, very favourites. I know you guys are there. I can see you not liking it in that like the tone was kind of a jerk in it and the plot's very light and, and, and the mm-hmm. heart's kind of light as well, but I just really enjoy it because it's a Conan O'Brien. It's, it, it's an absolute joke machine. This episode just keeps going and going and going. Cool, cool. Uh, how about you, Henry? At the risk of being unpopular, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
should I do that BT thing where I say the two things? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I recommend it. It does help me make decisions. Can I just say a goal for now? And then I see if I change my mind. <laughs> And again, another BT method. Yes. If you change your mind, you can blurt something out <laughs> later. Yeah, because <laughs> cubing is like essential. What you think is like, oh, if I want to show this to someone new, it's definitely this episode, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I'm quite there with this episode. So I'll pass it on to you guys for now. BT. Uh, I'm going to gold. It's one of those ones where I can't find fault with it, and yet it doesn't quite reach that, you know, impossibly perfect level of, of a cubic zirconia. I want to, because it's really quotable, and it's a lot of fun, and I get some great laughs out of it, but, uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't have that in me, so it's, a, yeah, it's a good gold. It's a shiny, shiny gold. Mm. Uh, I'm glad you guys went with the ranks you did, because I think that reflects the general feeling about this episode. This is, like, really well-loved, and even for me, like, there are so many essential moments mm -hmm. even though i feel the package uh, itself is inessential but it also uh, to me it is an excellent i'm going silver with this one Whoa. Um, yeah <laughs> and i know i'm gonna get some blowback on this for yeah giving a silver to a season five but you know i just gotta go with my heart guts yeah. like this is sort of up there with the best hd and teen terror episodes Whoa, you're, you're, you're usually the feather touch yeah. I know. <laughs> but again, I, yeah, absolutely, yeah, respect it. And I really enjoyed the discourse on this one and the last one and, you know, good old objective personal criticisms. And all <laughs> well, that'll be a gold by split decision. We've had a couple of those. The front from season four where Bart and Lisa write the itchy and scratchy cartoon. Oh. And also Bart's girlfriend from season six that got cubic gold, gold, silver. I was the cubic one on that. No, I was the gold. Oh yeah, it'll be the third episode from season five to be dubbed gold. Also joining Bart's inner child and Deep Space Homer. It's a bit like Deep Space Homer in my opinion in terms of ranking. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. no, I agree with that because that's another one where I like the jokes a lot, but um, the pacing of the episode is weird. But unlike yeah. this one, that's because it's a lot slower than. I think of classic Simpsons, whereas this one I think is sometimes too fast for its own good. Right. It burns out its britches. <laughs> PT, yeah, uh, I wish I could send you guys the look I'm getting right now. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. So that do about does it for the Simpsons Index for this week. But before we get out of here, we uh, just... Oh, wait a second. Oh, my goodness. How do I forget this every time? That's why I have me around there. The question. All right, well, you guys are big fans, so I'm sure you know what this is. But, um, uh -huh. yeah, basically we like to ask our guests, if you could have a sandwich named after you, what would be oh, on no. that sandwich? <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> and if that's too hard of a question, because that is, like, the fourth hardest question in the world, the alternative is just, what's the best sandwich? I really want to try the Jack Pecone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that? Uh, fried chicken, pepperoni, uh, and mozzarella. mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah really melt it in, in, a, in a roll or something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I need to try that. That sounds doable. And then he yeah. replied, he said the sandwich is also good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hate to put you in the hot seat, but this is how we do. So, Henry, why would you let us know first? What's on the Henry? That's really hard because I, I actually like was afraid you asked me this question because I couldn't <laughs> think of an answer. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. How about you, Dan? What uh, can I think? Mine would be just some kind of various meat, just some kind of like salami, pepperoni, um, smoked ham with a bit of mustard, and you know, maybe some melted cheese in there. So, you know, some kind of very basic but like heart clogging sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a classic ham and cheese, man. That's good with salami and pepperoni. Yep. <laughs> the one that go to I go to uh, when I go out to eat is like. 
you know, like cranberry and bacon sandwich. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And I always quite like that, but I just don't know enough to know what's the best sandwich, in my opinion. <laughs> you don't know your best sandwich? There's no, no wrong no. answer, man. Because <laughs> I, I also, I looked at the sandwich index before. I'm like, what are all these ingredients? <laughs> Truffle aioli? <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be only because I've been off bread now for like 18 months and I real, real miss it. Oh, oh, wow. oh sorry to... Yeah, sorry about that. that oh, was, no, that it's okay. Me, it, so well done. It, 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 it's one of those things, but like I'm crap at sandwiches only because because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't eaten a proper sandwich in a very long time. But you know, I've, I've, I've mm. lost, I've lost like fifty pounds over it. Like, but it's oh, I miss wow. bread. I miss bread an awful lot. <laughs> oh, congratulations, though, man! That's yeah. a huge effort. Cheers, pal. But yeah, it it hits it hit, bread hit bread real real close to home. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm putting you down for a cranberry bacon sandwich because yeah, I think that sounds that. pretty that sounds damn tasty. Good. I want one of them right now. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now that about does it for the Simpsons Index this week, but before we get out of here, we just like to briefly talk about things that we're into lately. Books, TV, video games, music, movies, uh, knitting, uh, stuff. <laughs> what would you like to yarn about, BT? <laughs> nice. Thank you. Lately I've been reading uh, How to Fight Presidents by Dan O'Brien. Sorry, Emmy Award winner Dan O'Brien. Oh, wow. Dan gave me that as, as a Christmas present. Is it last year, Dan? Yes, I, I, yeah. I, I got Henry on our Christmas episode because I, I read you Cracked and Dan O'Brien. I thought Henry really dig that book as well. Yeah, yeah. And it, I use it as a source in my episodes for the podcast. <laughs> oh, wow, nice. <laughs> Synergy. Yeah, a lot like Cracked articles. It's, you know, reasonably short because he has to cover like 42 presidents or something or the, or the mm-hmm. deceased ones. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's you know, funny and it's everything we love about, you know, that era of writing and Dan O'Brien in general. So yeah, check it out. Now that we've had Swaim on the podcast, that's the next mission to get Dan oh. and... Yeah, we've discussed it. Your first Swaim, then Dan O'Brien, uh, then John Oliver, then the Queen. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> Do you guys have any ins for the, our last one, by the way? Any what, sorry? Ins to the Queen. Do you have her email, her Twitter account? Yeah. I don't know, something? <laughs> well, I believe over here she has some kind of like signal in the sky you, you, you can shine. I, I, it's, uh... <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, it just does like a little wave. <laughs> it's <laughs> just a silhouette of a corgi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Dan? What are you into? Well, right now, to be, to be very, very on brand at the minute, I'm reading a book right now called The Time Machine Did It, written by John Schwartzwelder. Schwartzwelder! Oh my God, I keep recommending this book anytime it's, anyone's... Uh... It's fucking fantastic. I mean, because I'm... I, I know the point he writes he, he writes like, like, like one book a year now but it's, it's very very good it's his first it's his first in, in this like detective series but it's very very good so far uh i'm glad you mentioned it because out of the six books that i've ever read that's one <laughs> of them it's son of sniglet one and pardon it's son of sniglet one of your books Catherine hepburn's me tv guy well, yeah <laughs> that's not a book <laughs> uh, how about you henry what have you been into Basically, I was listening to Simpsons Index while discussing Wittgenstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, in one of the previous episodes, you, I think you did it, Elliot. You recommended a podcast called Free to a Good Home. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Ben yeah. and Michael, yeah. Yeah, so I binged, well, basically, I was trying to binge through the Simpsons Index, and then you recommended that, so I started checking it out, and I binged all of that. Yeah. But then during that podcast, they keep plugging their other podcast called The Dragon Friends. Yeah, and I binge all of that, and then I it was like, I need to play D and D, and now I'm playing D and D. Nice. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, because in a roundabout way, I'm playing D and D because of Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I'm playing D and D because of Beach. Yep. And I play D and D because I listen to my brother, and we also listen to podcasts like Harmontown. It's oh, all yeah. podcasts. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's all podcasts all the way down. Yeah. Was Dragon Friends the one we saw live? Yeah. 
Oh, in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. With uh, oh, sorry, what? I've seen them live. You weren't there for that one. We saw Sans Pants Radio. Oh yeah, that's right. D and D is for nerds. Yeah, D and D is for nerds. But they have been around before, and I saw them uh, again. My brother got me tickets for Christmas, so I yeah. saw them. Then. Oh, very cool. I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. they're good fun live. Yeah. No, I mean, I absolutely adore both Ben Jenkins and Michael Hing. And we saw Michael Hing do stand-up as well when he wore that lobster outfit. Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. Oh. He did like five minutes on being a lobster and he's like, okay, this costume's fucking hot. I'm getting out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Classic uh, Hing. Uh, uh, yeah. Hing. So, yeah, backing up that point, yeah, love free to a good home. Um, but what have I been into? Um, I haven't done a video game update lately, but the game that I'm going to be uh, recommending is Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. What? Is that a sequel? Yeah. Or like DLC? No, it's a sequel because the original Ukulele about three years ago or something yeah. was a 3D platformer, which was aggressively okay. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, this one they've actually changed and it's a 2d game now and i know there's like a million 2d platformers out right now and it's hard Mm -hmm. to recommend one but man this one is really good they've got great abilities and it's a lot of fun and there's a great fluidity to the gameplay and the overworld as well actually has a lot of zelda vibes where you have to do like basic puzzle solving to actually unlock levels and i think it's just a brilliantly designed game and i think it's great that these characters um have had a second life like this so yeah ukulele and the impossible lair okay his own switch yep yep uh, okay. oh, i think it's on everything actually oh, okay yeah give us money yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah the container store <laughs> all, your container needs. all right it's time we get out of here uh, but before we do yeah guys uh plug your podcast uh, the Firestarters podcast. We are a podcast that breaks on every cultural reference in Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fight in chronological order. We are on the third verse now, I think. Something like that when something comes out. We'll be done in the third verse. It all blurs into one. I like that instead of seasons, you have verses. That's good. Yeah, well, we have to because it, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. mixed bag. If you go through the episodes, find someone you like or find someone you don't like. I would say, if you're jumping with us, I would recommend going to a Richard Nixon episode to start with because that's, that's one people seem to like quite a lot. Don't mm-hmm. be like BT. Oh, cool. Don't start from the very beginning. <laughs> I will always start from the beginning. Yeah, the first, the, the first six are a shit show. But if you want, if, if you hate yourself and hate, and hate your ears, you can listen to the first six. But start with Nixon. It's a good one. And I do. <laughs> Me too. Oh, good stuff. Well, yeah, thank you very much for joining us today. This was, yeah, an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. Thanks for having us. BT, thank you as always. Ahoy. Uh, thank you yourself. Cheers. <laughs> and I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Well, yeah, that... Great, that does it for the Simpsons episode. Uh, Sorry, it's past midnight here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and where's Dan? Let me add him again. Uh, mm-hmm. Just wait until he picks up me, I think. That's all right. I'm just uh, going to be humming Louie Louie for at least the next two weeks. You and me, <laughs> you and me both. Ah, <laughs> uh, the chessman. Is the chessman or, or, or the kingsman? I think it's the kingsman. I never remember. Like, I'm actually more familiar with the Motorhead version. Ah, very, very good. Because I think many years ago, when, when I first got it, totally legally, I think it, I think it said the Kinks on the yeah. end, and I, I know I know it's not the Kinks. Oh mm. yeah, <laughs> definitely not. It's like how yeah, in the early days of Napster, every comedy parody song was Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and every and every song that wasn't the song you wanted was was always Bill Clinton giving that speech about um about, about, about <laughs> he didn't have sexual affairs with that woman. <laughs> <laughs> ah, early piracy. But I digress. Nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, that was solid, PT. Come on, give it up. I know, I was, I was yeah. just busy figuring out what I was going to use by uh, what stood out for me. But yes, the style jar, very good. <laughs> e plus. <laughs> Bronze. Dan, I want to tell them about the Garth Marenghi story. Oh, wait. What's that? <laughs> this, 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 this is fantastic. This is a great story. This is, yeah. T- mm-hmm. Henry, please tell them. Yeah, BC mentioned Dark Place uh, in one of the plugs yep. recently. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, yep. So, peering behind the curtain, I am Asian, okay? <laughs> Shh, don't tell no one. Okay, don't <laughs> tell anyone. But um, Dan and I went to Manchester, like, was it two, three years ago? Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was 2015, 2016 or so, because it was the 10th anniversary of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And in Manchester, one of the things that they were having, like, a 10th anniversary, like, get-together of Matthew Holness, Alison Lowe, and it was signed over by a guy called Chris Hewis, who does the Empire Magazine podcast, the, the film magazine in the UK. All right. And basically, in Manchester, yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 had, they had this reunion and a reunion screen of the whole show while we were there. And me and Henry went. And Henry, do you want to pick it up from here? Yeah, so they did a Q&A. I don't remember oh. anyone else's question, but I was a brave boy at the time, and I put my hands up. <laughs> and my question was, so what's the deal with wonton, and should I be racially offended? <laughs> and uh, I just made them very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hen- yeah. yep. Henry called out Matthew Holland as a racist in front of the room about 100 people. Yeah. And the silence was deafening. Uh, yeah, and Matthew... Oh, so the crowd were... The, the, the crowd was, I was the only non-white person there, first of all. And then Matthew Holness just got very, very flustered and he couldn't really say anything. But then the Alice Lowe just said like, uh, sir, uh, there's a lot of things to be uh, offended about in Dark Place, but race shouldn't be one of them. Yep, call Matthew Holness a racist. Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh, just, uh, and just, that's my story. Just froze out the entire stage. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> That's your superhero ability. <laughs> Freeze by power of racial accusation. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I just wanted to make a joke. Yeah, and it just shut everything down. Yep. <laughs> I still haven't watched that show yet. I'm, I, I must. It's, it's oh, actually, it's, most of it's on YouTube. It, yeah, it, it's, it's, the the best. Best. it's the best. Yeah, yeah it, it only ever got one season of maybe yeah six episodes or something like that, and I'm surprised how much it's endured when you like, bump into mm. other fans. You're like, oh wow, I well, there had was, no idea how big the spread this was. Well, there was a, a semi sequel show, wasn't it? There was a Man to Man with Dean Lerner. I don't. I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's Richard Iowari, plays character of Dean Lerner, you, 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 um, Garth agent, and he had a chat mm-hmm. show for a while, and and Garth was an episode of an episode of it. It's fantastic. <laughs> nice. Again, I will have to check that out. Again, six oh, episodes. Awesome. It's pretty darn good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elliot, because it's like Inception. The actors yep. play as actors who play as as characters in the show. <laughs> so there's two layers. Uh, <laughs> uh, just really Macbething this. Yeah, show. like Children's Hospital. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that nice Macbeth. Oh, uh, um, I, I think should have I mentioned it? I think you meant Hamlet, but yes. Oh, yeah. whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your sixth book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen less plays than I have books. <laughs> seen less books. God, I'm an idiot. All right. That is all the mastered. Anyway. In the house. <laughs> Get to do it. Finish it.